0: welcome to another edition of the oscar central podcast my name is jacob and i'm your host and we are here on this super bowl sunday to talk about the oscars as we should be um we have a full crew here to go over the acting races supporting uh and lead acting alike um we will start it up with kenzie how are you doing today
1: i'm great i love um halftime shows so you know we have that going for me great great super bowl sunday
0: um adriano how are you doing
2: uh, i'm doing fine doing fine you know get to sleep do, for the first time in a couple weeks
1: what do canadians think of the super bowl
2: oh we're we're, ex- we're we're as ecstatic as it uh for it as you guys are we we go
0: wild for it okay. what do canadians think of the stanley cup <laughs> We dogs, <laughs> riots.
3: actual riot. Like,
0: like
2: businesses are shut down. Like it's insane. I um, Lex,
0: how are you doing?
3: I'm good. I just got a text from my dad asking if I would buy him a pair of croc cowboy boots.
0: We and my mom Crocs.
3: responded, "I'm sorry, I'll miss your father as he strolls up into the sunset, wearing khaki pants, a fedora, and croc cowboy boots." Okay, I'm imagining that though, like in Babylon, which is Melly yeah, walk. it is very Babylon, like Nelly's
1: walk. I got one <laughs> for a loop
3: seeing that text, and it was making me giggle because my dad would wear a fedora with his croc cowboy boots. But yeah, no, I'm good.
0: Um, Nicole, how are you?
4: I'm better after that, and I just found
5: out who is playing in the Super Bowl today. So you know, it's, I'm doing great.
0: And Jillian, how are you doing?
5: I am great because I knew who was playing in the Super Bowl today, and it <laughs> is, and it's also the halftime
1: show. And excited. We're supporting Bradley Charles Cooper. Is basically <laughs> what is happening.
4: I I do want to say. I didn't know who was doing the halftime show. I just didn't know who was playing.
5: This is the um, Eagles podcast, no longer Oscar Central. For yes. It <laughs> is Google. not. It's,
4: not
5: <laughs> a it's a podcast. podcast It's just a
3: not Eagles podcast.
5: <laughs> We're neutral. It's the um, halftime
3: show podcast. It's not neutral. Neutral. <laughs> neutral is fine. I don't even
0: know. Getting, getting into sports, Jillian, I want the recent movies you've seen and your prediction for the game.
5: Okay, Um, recent movies I've seen, Titanic, saw it with Kenzie and Zoe. What an experience. Why every time I watch that movie, I think there's a different outcome. I don't know. Um, So maybe he'll fit this time. Maybe Maybe he'll fit. Maybe this time. (laughs) Maybe someone's like, hey, let's not go that fast. Let's slow down. (laughs) Anyway, great movie. Go see it. Forget all the other movies. Go see that movie. Um, I saw a triangle of sadness again before Titanic so two boat sinking movies back to back with Ruben Ostland in attendance so that was fun um I watched a lot of rom-coms that were not very good so I'm not gonna name names um and then last night I watched All Quiet on the Western Front in a theater for the first time and that was what an experience it was like I was there it was insane um that's been on my watch list
1: she buried the lead that she watched at the Academy Museum Theater, which is like one of the yeah. best theaters in Los Angeles. Um, So, great place to watch all quiet. It's a great theater. I was like, wow.
5: I went, I watched the Oscars in that theater and I was like, okay, we're doing something. And I saw this movie there and I was like, oh, I get it now.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's your prediction?
5: My prediction for today I'm going to go with the Eagles because I was with the Eagles fans on 2018 when they won, and let's do it
1: again. She wants to give Bradley Cooper something. Like we need to give him Oscar, something. Guys. Like we'll <laughs> cool, give him a Super Bowl.
5: <laughs> Man is dying out here. Man had to leave Guardians of the Galaxy because you wouldn't give him an Oscar.
0: <laughs> um, Nicole, uh, what have you recently been seeing, and what's your predictions for the game?
4: Okay, so earlier this week, I watched a new. Netflix coming of age Indonesian film called Dear David don't recommend um interesting premise but I didn't like the way that they like actually dealt with it um but it is okay the premise is quite funny so I will explain it it's about this girl in high school who's like the school body president whatever but then her like blog gets leaked to the rest of the students where she writes like spicy fan fiction about one for classmates
3: Uh (laughs) this sounds fantastic
4: yeah, I wish that it like panned out better than the premise was because the premise is incredible, but it was it was fine. Um, I watched the Stolen Youth three part docu series about the Sarah Lawrence cult, which was terrifying. Um, it's it's a really well done docu series and like deals with it really empathetically, um, and sensitively, but also was terrifying. And then I, last night, I rewatched Lady Bird, which I actually, like, hadn't seen in a while. And what a film. Um, it's, like, not my favorite Greta movie by any means. Obviously, <laughs> I'm a little woman girly. Um, but watching it, I was like, oh, shit, I am Julie, uh, Beanie Feldstein's character. So that's fun to know. Um, and then last night, I watched Loving Vincent for the first time. Uh all of this is to say, I, I went on a podcast this morning to talk about Saoirse Ronan movies. But I'd not seen Loving Vincent before. And as someone who loves animated films, Vincent Mango, Saoirse Ronan, you know, my dog is literally named after Vincent's brother. Uh, I was thrilled. It is one of the most beautiful films I've ever seen. Um, and I was I was really pumped about it. And that's one that's been on my to watch list for literal years. So it was good to get that finally checked off. And my prediction is that Rihanna will win the game.
0: Lex, uh, what have you seen recently, and what is your Oscar predict or not Oscar predictions, Super Bowl predictions?
3: Um, so yesterday I saw Titanic in theaters. Um, my AMC closest to me is um, not one that has like a 40x, so I didn't get to see it in 40x, just like 4k. Um, and like it still was stunning. Like Jillian, I kind of also. Was weirdly weirded out by like how I've seen that movie more times than I can count, but I was like, Oh, he died. <laughs> but um, that movie still holds up, it slaps. Um, I watched that, I watched, um, I watched, oh my god, why am I blanking? You know, I rewatched Tar last night. Julian will be glad to know. I was like, You know what? It's been a minute. I was in a bad place the first time I saw Tar, I liked it better the second time. Not that I disliked it the first time. I rewatched it on Peacock last night. Um and it de- it has kind of impacted I go back and forth on the um on the best actress race and I think something that like I didn't really pick up on the first time was that so much of Kate Blanchett's dialogue is just one very big monologue. Like she gives so many really long like monologues. Like the Juilliard masterclass scene is essentially one 10-minute long monologue and I think like I don't know. I It's not that I didn't like it the first time. I was in a better headspace watching it this time, and I liked it more. Um, And I know I watched more, but I'm also blanking. As always, I've watched Twilight New Moon this week and a little bit of Bluey. So that's always consistent. I'm nothing if not consistent.
4: I watched a lot of Bluey. I
3: love Bluey. The episode where uh, Bingo tries to sleep in her big girl bed for the first time uh, (laughs) made made me cry. Um, but yeah, and then my prediction for the Super Bowl is that I am not going to pay attention to anything but the halftime show, and I'm going to drink an Olipop, because that's what I live for these days, is a cold Olipop.
0: Adriano, um, what have you seen recently, and what is your prediction?
2: Um, I have my letterbox pulled up. I watched Animal House for the first time, and a little overrated, not gonna lie, uh, I watched the Pamela Anderson documentary and I really really liked it. Um I watched The Sea Beast. It was it was really cute, you know. <laughs> um I rewatched You've Got Mail, which is one of my favorites. I rewatched What Plus a, a
4: Film. Sorry. I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but like that's cinema. No
2: fair. It's fair. <laughs> um, I rewatched Puss in Boots 2, which is just so it's so weirdly good. Like it's, it should not slap as hard as it does. Uh I rewatched Avatar 2. And you know, I, I got some issues with it, but like my god, it's it's visually insane. Uh I have watched Magic Mike, which I like a lot more than most people do. Like it's I there's something weirdly charming about it, oddly enough. But then I watched Magic Mike's Last Dance, which I did not like. You know, I did there's something I, I think like the first Magic Mike had like a griminess, I guess, that like was a little bit charming to it. It's just, this might sound weird. Magic Mike's Last Dance feels a little too polished. If that makes any sense at all, and I can't explain why, but it made me want to watch the 2011 Muppets movie. I cannot explain why. I know
3: why. I, I know why. I don't know why, but God, I love the 2011
2: Muppets. Oh, movie. I rewatched it. It's perfect. <laughs> it's awesome. That is
3: a perfect film, and it so really is Muppets is. Most Wanted.
2: But every there's not a bad Muppets m- movie out there. Um. And I also continue watching Shrinking, which is so, so it's like such a good show. I know that show's gonna crush me eventually. And also Harrison Ford's like hilarious. Um, Poker Face is really good. Finally finished Velma. Don't want to talk about that. Uh and The Last of Us, so I'm continuing with. And I also started watching The Crown, finally.
1: Oh my god. Is that amazing? Uh
2: and who do I think is winning the Super Bowl? I don't who's the other who's the other team? <laughs> Chiefs. The Chiefs.
0: It's Eagles and the Chiefs. All right, the Kansas Chiefs are City work. and Philadelphia. It's
5: Brad Pitt versus. It's uh, Robbie Bradley Malik Cooper. versus Bradley Cooper.
2: Okay, I'm
0: going with Robbie Malik.
2: <laughs> <laughs> history, I'm just saying, history says Robbie Malik wins.
3: In SNL last week, Pedro was wearing a Chiefs jersey. Ooh,
2: there you go. Did it. A
3: sign. Oh,
4: okay. Well, maybe I should support the Chiefs. Yeah, I think so. I'm rolling with Pedro. So if
1: he's rolling with the Chiefs. <laughs>
0: um kenzie what have you been your recent watches and your prediction
1: um i have seen titanic twice i truly want to see it again but the showtimes are not working with me they're not my friend um i watched something at home and i truly can't remember and then i saw magic mike's last dance last night with zoe at a rowdy screening and i meant to bring it in here i forgot They gave us this money, and they were like, you'll know when to throw it. If this explains (laughs) Magic Mike's Last Dance, nobody threw it because there was never a chance to throw it. Um, I agree with Adriano. It's way too polished. It just, like... Magic Mike XXL is one of the best sequels in history. Like, I'm so sorry to The Godfather Part 2, but, like, that is a movie. And, um... Magic Mike's last dance is not there. Are... I'm wondering if Adriano agrees. There's this moment where they're at a dinner, and there's these like, um,
2: it was, like the business guys?
1: Yeah. yeah, well, like her friends or something.
2: Oh, was it her friends? I, I that
1: her friends Magic. that are like her husband's friends. But they, oh, he, yeah. he has these like close-ups of them that were so good. Like it was literally like out of sight. Like it was these intent like really big close-ups of um selma and uh channing while everyone else is having a discussion about like something serious yeah, it's well
2: made it's just
1: and i was like why is there one scene in this movie that feels like it was directed by steven soderbergh and everything else was like not like i don't know that movie was just it was also, not it it was also, not it.
2: the big climax is like the big uh dance with channing uh like um with like the wet stage and all that and they ripped that off. Where did the from budget come sunny. from? What?
1: Where did that budget come from all of a sudden?
2: I don't know. Where like, did
1: where the rain summer? come from? It was the, the theater is being him shut him. down. They're like we have no money. This this is kaput. And then in two days he installs something that makes it rain for 20 minutes inside.
2: That That too but also they ripped it off straight from Always Sunny. Like Google it. They ripped it off straight from mm-hmm. Always Sunny. I
1: just was not a fan at all. Yeah. Um. But I do love the final dance. But it just like there was no reason. It didn't. It yeah. So anticlimactic. Um. And I do think Rihanna will win the halftime. Actually, I'm gonna change this. Fenty Beauty will win the Super Bowl because (laughs) Rihanna is not promoting anything. The football-shaped sponge. The (laughs) football-shaped sponge will win the Super Bowl um, because she doesn't care about new music. She doesn't care about anything other than Fenty, which good for you. Good for you. But that's who wins. Fenty Beauty.
0: If Selena
3: Gomez did the halftime show and put out like a Super Bowl-themed rare line, I'd make fun of Fenty, but I would buy it. If it was weird. <laughs> well, my thing I'll is, my own it's,
1: it's not that she did it. It's that it's not it's so good. Ugly. It's so ugly. And it's also just like, like, I don't know. Fenty it looks cheap. It but looks it, cheap. But it's, it's Fenty not. prices. And the other thing is like Fenty has um, dipped recently in quality for me. So I'm just like, not, I don't know, to be determined. But they they will win. They They... Fenty will have like a they'll have a huge sale tomorrow on all this Super Bowl stuff and her Savage lingerie line that's like overpriced so you buy a membership and then you get half off that thing will win
0: yeah um, for me it wasn't a big movie watching week I watched a lot of television uh, The Last of Us I'm catching up with Mythic wait Quest. I haven't
1: watched it yet
0: Mythic Quest yeah, I'm almost I'm almost completely through season three. Um The Last of Us, very good. <laughs> I
1: haven't seen it yet. Please stop.
0: Every every week. Um But this week, I have a lot of stuff that I'm gonna be trying to watch, including going to see Titanic. Um but for the Super Bowl, I'm going Eagles because thank I don't like the Chiefs.
1: Su- <laughs> thank you for your support of Bradley Charles Cooper. Hopefully, he can purchase some Tom Ford bronzer again. We oh can God. return.
5: Did anyone watch the 2018 Super Bowl when they won and like mm-hmm. Kevin Hart was Yeah, there. I did. Yes. Philadelphia and he was and he just, just trying to get on the stage. And I was like, Philadelphia mind. celebrities, it's not about you. It's not mm-hmm. your moment.
3: I was with Eagles fans in 2018. <laughs> when I thought I was going to die that night.
1: I, I was blessed. like, y'all won.
3: Why, why am I fearful for my life? You won. Literally, I just
1: so. want to talk about Titanic for a minute, um, maybe more than a minute, but like, oh. do they make them like that? Any Like, will we ever get another Titanic? Like no. Jillian and I and Zoe took a picture with the poster post Titanic, and it was because other people were taking pictures with the poster and they asked us to take their photo. And then I go on Twitter and everyone is taking pictures with the poster. And I'm like, will we ever have another one?
3: The thing is, I think what makes Titanic stand out, that very few other movies I think can say this, like, I would put Jurassic Park on this level of, like, not necessarily in the way that it completely shook up pop culture, not just cinema. I think Titanic was is such a pop culture moment, and that's what kind of, like, makes it what it is. Like, it's one of those trademark things we associate with the 90s, but... I I don't know if a movie on that grand of a scale has held up the way that Titanic has held up.
1: It's so funny because watching it in theaters, and I hope Adriano and Jacob will agree once they revisit in theaters this week, but like it's because so much of it's practical that you're not like wow, that aged horribly. Like, there are obviously clear moments that you're like wow, if they made this today it would look a little better but like maybe 85% of the movie looks great like and I have no problems with it and it's like just I I don't even know like I don't know it's so good and I'm sorry Billy Zane is good in Titanic I don't want to hear otherwise he is giving a 20s performance and it's just classic Hollywood and my favorite line in that movie for whatever reason is you love the lamb right
3: sweet pea (laughs) i don't know why but i randomly will say that one thing i thought though is like the scene and again i've seen this movie more times than i can count i had a phase in eighth grade where i watched it every friday night with my best friend it's the first time though that i thought like the, the infamous like i have a child scene I understand that it's an emergency. I understand we gotta act and move quickly. No one stops to be like, sir, you are in a tuxedo. If
1: and she your child is, is, in, is in, like,
3: a potato sack. Yeah, like, no one stops to be like, wait a minute, sir. But, this feels like a ruse. I understand that we're in an emergency and we're all distracted, but that was the first time, like, 800 times I've seen that movie, where I was like, wait a minute. The I'm emergency, I'm the I'm shit I'm shit
1: no. I um the sinking? I just, like... I love when he realizes that the the necklace is in the coat. He starts cracking up, and Lovejoy Spicer
0: is like, what could possibly be funny funny
1: right now? And he's like, I had the I put the diamond in my coat. And I put the coat on her. (laughs) It's so good. But that is one of my favorite acting in the movie. And then um, Mm -hmm. but my favorite moment of acting in the entire movie is when and Jack realizes he's going to die, yeah, and he like has this look on his face where he's just like, and it is just so good, and Leonardo DiCaprio will never do it again. My when I was favorite. A kid, when I'd
3: watch that movie, every time they're like going down on the boat, and he's like, don't look at my hand, keep kicking, and he's like, and he tells her to hold her breath. When I was a kid, I would get so obnoxious about it. I'd sit up straight, and then go, <gasps> and see if I could hold my breath as long and <laughs> last night in the theater I did it again and I'm sure if my life depended on it I could do it I have poor life oh, I think I, I
1: would die pretty fast like I, I, think I would
3: just let myself die I think I'd be like you know what you
1: know, it's my day it's you know when like someone shoots themselves I would be like okay I think that's the way to go yeah I think like... I'd be like, I <laughs> you're thinking like like when I'm watching The Last of Us, I'm like I would not be alive. Like I'm really sorry to yeah. be a downer, but like this is no life to live. Like and I know the whole if point I'm on of Titanic the run, is that like she lives this beautiful life after because of what Jack gave her, but like nope, I would not want so that trauma. I would have so much trauma. Like not to be like Jamie Oscar nominee, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis, but like the trauma, trauma. the trauma would be overwhelming. <laughs> I would rather die. Like in was, I, I like, like
3: me I never want to like live, have thought about this. I had like a moment with The Walking Dead, and I'd say like all the time, like, I just would rather die than have to like have nothing to live for if like my life is just like running away from zombies. However, The Last of Us has proven the exception being if I'm on the run with Pedro Pascal. Because then I do have something <laughs> to live for. But other than that, yeah, no, I'm just I'm out. Your day's your day. This <laughs> makes me feel, feel like, like-
4: yeah. Every time I watch The Hunger Games, I'm like, you know how they have the countdown as soon as you like get into the arena, where like if you step off your pedestal, you just get blown up? I'd be like, I'm out, just kids. Like, um, but no, I, I'm not seeing Titanic until tonight. I had to reschedule. I was supposed to see it Friday. and I'm very excited because it is my favorite Best Picture winner of all time. Uh, and I've never seen it in a the theater before. But I have to say the best moment of acting in it is every moment that Victor Garber is on the screen. Thank you.
1: Well... So Victor Garber, <laughs> there was like every scene he's in is an Oscars clip and I yes. am just not understanding why we when why he happen.
4: says, I'm sorry, I didn't build a better ship for you, young Rose. And he gives I, her
1: the life best. No, I love contest. my father, Victor Garber. Uh- <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, beautiful moment. We we need to do more for him. I agree. I All mean, right. we can talk about this year's acting race instead of why <laughs> Victor Garber. Should I have say been one last thing about Victor Garber. Okay, he's the only
3: person who's ever been in both Titanic and Glee.
5: <laughs> oh my God, I love that. Yeah,
1: Leo he could have done her, it. Yeah. Leo could have played Mr. Shoe. Like, oh, hear, hear me I want to see.
3: I want to <laughs> see. And you know what, Kate Winslet yeah. could have played Emma Pillsbury. Yeah. Where is that? Where is that? But Leo's <laughs> actually went
5: down with that chip. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I don't know what happened with Titanic. Le-
4: Leo is also great in Boslerman's The Great Gatsby. This is true. He
1: He's is. Really He's great I
4: rewatched that this week. Actually, I remembered.
1: Um, he, I, I do like Leo. But I do think that uh he, because this goes to that famous rumored Stephen Dorff quote that I will not repeat because I cannot confirm if it's true or not. But, like, Leo did give us great performances post-Titanic. But, like, he's just never been that free again. Like, he feels very much like he's always going to be holding back a little. And that, it, it like, it feels... Very manufactured at some points where I'm like, you need to. That's why, like, you know when um that that viral interview where Brad Pitt is like, you could have fit, right? Like, yeah. that's why we like that interview because Leo seems a little like lighter on his feet. You yeah,
5: know? I love that interview. I reached. Really and really
1: then like the whole Jonah Hill on SNL when Leo showed up, like, like. That, that was a moment because we were like, wow, he's like free again. You know, I feel There's- like he really grips hard to like separating his persona from his like real life, which is like obviously really necessary. But that's why like everyone loves his relationship with Kate Winslet because you're like, wow, he's still in there somewhere. Like, I just think like being a celebrity is so awful. But like, I do prefer his acting free Titanic to like, now, just because it felt more like free and loose and not so much about like eating raw bear meat, like <laughs> I don't know, like him <laughs> in uh Romeo and Juliet, though, it's so good, it's, it's so good.
3: good, yeah, it's 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 an alternative. I'd honest. argue, like, he's being because I completely agree with you, he's being the most free in if we're talking like in like the last. 10 years in Great Gatsby. Like, that's the thing is, I don't know if it's because he'd worked with Boz before, but, like, he's, that's why he's doing... That scene so where that he's scene throwing where it's covered the, the in, ties? throwing the ties, and then when the my best. favorite is oh my when God. he covers um Nick Caraway's like, little cabin in All the Flowers, and then he sits down. And then he sits down, and he, like, looks at the clock, and it's ticking, he's like, that's it, I'm going. Like, it's so... <laughs> funny and it's just i forgot like how funny he is in that movie which you're gonna play jay gatsby you're gonna nail the characterization of jay gatsby in my opinion robert redford did not do that sorry it's in my opinion um and you're gonna nail it but you're also gonna make it funny like that is that is true talent i'm no leo defender yeah yeah but he has
1: it in him. He just like refuses to give it to us. Yeah, and that's exactly.
5: exhausting. There's this it's- great interview he did on the um, Star of Two Leslie <laughs> podcast, Mark Myron with um, Rod Pitt. <laughs> I think it was at a luncheon or something. It was like where they were all together and they got them for an interview. And I'm like, this is probably the first time in so many years that this man has had a personality and it was him doing a podcast on Mark Myron's. And I highly recommend it if you haven't, Listen to it because I was like, wow, that's where I learned, like, wow, podcasting has a lot of power because people are really opening up on here. And Mr. DiCaprio was like, No one can see my face, I'm gonna go for it.
1: <laughs>
5: Jacob's
0: well,
1: like, Can we stop talking? About
5: that
0: this? was that's, that's that the second to, to,
5: Leo, talk. to the Leo power <laughs> to Leslie, um,
3: Leo power Action. to Leo, uh, Leo. To Leo from Lex, Kinsey, Cole,
1: and Jillian. Thank you. Well.
5: <laughs> Getting get Leo this, Mario. DiCaprio Career Examination Podcast. <laughs>
1: Leo Mania, an investigation. You know, when I was
3: in high school, I had such an intense Leo DiCaprio phase. This was, like, before um, things got, like, super weird with him. Like, and uh, I had this teacher who, like, him and I did not get along. And he said that Leo DiCaprio gives the same performance every time, just in a different accent. Okay. I went... Off on him to the point where I got sent to the principal's office, which I was going <laughs> to choose. And so then on my last day of class, this was my senior year, I walked in and I gave him this like 50 page document called The Great DiCaprio. And it broke down all of Leo DiCaprio's best performances, why he's doing wonderful things for the planet. He's not. Um, Why, like, (laughs) the whole thing. And what was so funny was I remember showing it to my dad, and I was like, he's dipped his hand into diplomacy. Look, here he is talking to a diplomat from Russia. And my dad's like, Lex, that's a Vladimir Putin, and it's a picture of him. He was just giving <laughs> his hand into the post. I, I gave it. I wish I still had a copy. I'll see if like, I can find it in my old um, iCloud. But I gave it to my teacher, and he just stared at me. And I was like, "It was a pleasure knowing you." And so then, in graduation, he came out to me. He's like, "I did read all fifty pages, and you didn't convince me." But that was the funniest thing I've ever read.
1: Oh my god! And Vladimir. that's how Lex became a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, that was my so, path to law school. Well, I'm never gonna recover. Um, <laughs> so speaking of two, Leslie,
0: yeah, let's get to why this. wasn't Mark Maron
1: nominated for best? Why wasn't after? Mark
3: Maron nominated?
5: Why wasn't he nominated? Adriano didn't
2: try hard enough.
5: Why wasn't that the grassroots
2: and well, parentheses campaign?
5: It probably, that's the thing
3: is why I didn't he get nominated? Well, I maybe mean, we made $27,000. And, you know, if I'll go work for Mark Marin's PR team and I'll go send emails that's like, hi, please vote for
5: Mark Marin. Um, no, please i go vote Maron's- for Mark Marin instead of Brian Tyree Henry.
2: Hey, that's hey. Really the email. Hold
5: on. I'm quoting nope. what their emails were saying. Hey,
4: but oh, I actually, I see what you mean. Maron.
5: Yeah. Oh, uh, okay.
1: Jacob's face is. I'm really. I'm really sorry, everyone listening to this as a podcast, because they can't see Jacob's face melting off that we're not sticking to.
5: It. <laughs> you know what? There's an outline. We're getting creative with it. We're putting exactly in the details.
0: Um, but yeah, supporting actor. Thanks for those transitions. Um,
1: this year's supporting actor, actor race is the category there's not much to talk about uh, because we have a beautiful, beautiful winner and we're all going to cry listening to you Kei Kwan's speech. It's going to be so... I'm
2: I'm so happy about this.
3: No one is leading the Kei Hoi Kwan um, campaign harder than my parents. They watched (laughs) the movie. And, you know, during the emotional climax, um, I actually got up, but my dad was sobbing hysterically. I'm joking that didn't really happen i was gonna say there my parents watched it i just know they loved it um <laughs> but uh sorry um but yeah like that's the thing though is i think that he's going to he kwan gets i i killed everybody i'm sorry um Ki kwan like gets not just i don't think like the academy vote but there's like the level of like that's the thing, is the nostalgia... F- He's got Gen X in his pocket because they've got the nostalgia factor of the Goonies and Indiana Jones, so, I mean, it's it's his his, his for the
4: taking. Like, I don't mm-hmm. foresee a world where he doesn't want it.
2: Yeah. No, it feels like...
4: It, it feels like the discussion for supporting actors literally about,
1: like, so who do we think is the runner-up?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Nobody? Do-
1: <laughs> I do think it's Barry Kogan. That's
0: what Barry. I have as well. I mean...
2: But at the same time, I can even I can just say, "Oh, Brian Tyree Henry's a runner-up." It doesn't really matter. It doesn't like- matter,
4: but I think it's an interesting conversation of like, if <laughs> I mean, sure, but <laughs> he was but not I- in this category. Who would be winning? And I think it's clearly Barry. I think it's
5: Barry. Mm-hmm. Like I tried-
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I do around think- yesterday,
5: and there's like Barry everywhere, all over town.
1: And I do the think one it's- scene of them at the river. I think it's really also crucial because Barry will be, like, back in the conversation again. And, like, that's really beneficial to know, like, oh, like, he came close or something, you know? Right.
4: Like, I think the fact that he's going to be the perceived runner-up is actually going to end up being quite important for his career. Yeah. Because now people are going to be like, okay, he's got the nomination. Let's give him these roles where he could, you know, get nominated and and lead or, like, get the win or whatever.
0: I mean, he could be right back in... Next year, so Dude. um, and he also album. was an Oscar Central winner, so he that has is that going
1: was. That
0: Wouldn't impressive? that be
1: hilarious if, like, we could be like, he won here first, and then
0: he... <laughs> we have <laughs> the grassroots berry campaign? He
1: knew. <laughs> we
5: knew I feel like, because I've seen like with everyone in the category, like, everything's. I feel like everything has been really quiet right now as we're in phase two. But I feel like I've only seen like a resurgence of like Barry in that one scene where they're at the little river, and I feel like yeah. that's what Searchlight Team is really marketing right now because that is like literally like his scene. And I haven't really seen that like with the other supporting actors in that category because I, I don't think the, the Fablemans care about Jed Hirsch like getting in there. Maybe he, we don't know. We don't know what they're the doing. Like i feel like hard. gary is like they're pushing him like if something mm-hmm. crazy happened um in that voting
0: room yeah uh does anyone else have any thoughts on supporting actor Just no. who's, in fifth, place?
2: who's in fifth place John yeah, sure. hirsch <laughs> probably, probably realistically probably brian diary henry but i do
1: think the only thing that would make me not say brian is because i feel like he has, like, support because he's been so close to getting in so many times, like, for critics, at least, that people are, like, happy he's there and, like, would, like, push him a bit, but... And he's not the, like, box tick
4: nomination, like, the fact that he got in with nothing else proves that he, like, has true passion behind that. Yeah,
2: that's true, that's true. I'll give you that.
4: Yeah, But also,
2: like, sporting actors is, like, kind of a race where I'm just, like, we can just... Like, it's I, literally I like, like
1: a, it's like a, I'm happy for all the people that are here, but Kei Hu Kwan's like running away with this. Yeah.
5: And like. Yeah. I forgot Brendan Gleeson was the fourth nominee. <laughs> I was like, who's fourth? It's not Paul Dano.
1: My future father-in-law. <laughs> Paul,
5: uh,
2: <I> <laughs>
1: like, what does Paul have to do to get nominated? Like, is he.
2: He's in that, uh, that movie about the GameStop uh, thing this year.
1: Oh Maybe my, that'll okay, be right. we're
3: gonna, is we're gonna wait till the next time paul dano has a film and then we're gonna email the academy members <laughs> like don't vote for this person vote
4: they're already gonna get in listen they're and already a paul...
3: this was his per- er, nomination
4: for the batman like
3: One
5: all right
4: paul is gonna win for directing
5: i feel yeah like I he feel with, like Rebecca Hall I'm like they're not going to win for acting they're going to yep. win for directing or writing. I would
1: love mm-hmm. if Paul won for directing and Zoe ran- won for writing it would be my heart his Ooh. and her Oscars oh, cool. to the
5: next level her Oscar? Forget Noah and Greta it's about Zoe and Paul truly there's um, no. <laughs>
1: not,
5: in this eco- not in this economy <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: not in Joe Biden's economy she said
0: Uh, In a race that's a lot more open-ended right now, supporting actress, I'll go with Jillian. Since you started the Angela Bassett train, what do you have in supporting actress right now?
5: Um, I feel like I have Angela Bassett just because she, like, last night she was at the Makeup and Hair Awards and everyone was, like, going crazy over here for her. I feel like she has a lot of good momentum. I feel like Marvel finally understands how to market their actors for awards and like her getting in is already historic um i don't know like how the academy feels about like the whole like if has like awarding an actor who was in a superhero movie i mean obviously we've had both jokers win so it's like there shouldn't be that bias you know that this is someone that's up for a superhero role so i feel like that might be the only thing to play against her because sometimes they're just very like um, elitist with like who they want to put in there. Still talking, put your hand down. Okay. <laughs> um, oh Harry Cotton. I feel like at first she was in my heart as number one, or I could see that potentially because everyone loves Banshee's is either going to have a really good night or really bad, and I don't know how that plays into acting besides Colin Farrell. um, I think like with Hong Chao for The Whale, it's like, okay, she's there, and I hope this is a jumping off point for her because she's going to be showing up next year. Like she has so many roles that are coming up. Um, Jamie and I feel like Jamie is just like five. Um, Stephanie, we don't know. I feel like if there's going to be a surprise, it probably would be Stephanie. Um, Cause they also just won hair and makeup last night. And I feel like the everything ever all at once train is just not stopping. But at this moment, I think like it, it has to go to Angela. Like it would be absurd if it didn't. Yeah. yeah,
4: I agree with that. And I just looked at our Oscar board, and like we all have the same one and two. It feels like it's a two horse race, and we all, and like one of the horses
1: is in front very clearly. Not even like. Well, I don't really believe that she is number one for everyone because she has not won any industry awards. Like no one has won an industry award. Like there is no overlap with any of the wins so far with the Academy. Mm-hmm. And yes, she's given a great speech that was televised but like like I just I don't know I need like I have her number one I would love to say Academy Award winner Angela Bassett but like it's not that she's a clear number one because like she isn't there's no like like where like if she wins BAFTA yes but like Mm -hmm. she has not done that yet like there has been no win for anyone in this category. Where like the thing is the the reason we have them ranked a certain way is because of the nominations they picked up. Like yeah, and then she's number one for all of us. I'm uh, pretty sure because mm-hmm. she has two wins. But like she has Critics' Choice and Golden Globe. They don't have any overlap. Like I think the
4: thing to me is that it feels like, and and if anyone disagrees, like feel. Free to argue with me, but it feels like Hong Chow's not winning. And Love neither win. of the everything everywhere women are winning. I think for Stephanie, it's just too early in her career. Like it's kind of, you know, and with, with Jamie Lee Curtis, like I just don't see her winning for this
2: role. I feel like, I feel like even Jamie doesn't want to win.
4: Exactly. And I feel like you've got then Angela Bassett or Carrie Condon, and Angela Bassett's so much more of a name, I feel like. Um, And the person that people are like, oh, she should have this Oscar, you know, we should recognize her talent type of thing that I feel like we also know that if there's any Marvel thing that they're willing to put aside the sort of anti MCU thing for it's Black Panther. And we saw that in the nominations this year, we saw that with how the previous Black Panther movie went. And so I think that like, you know, she gave a great speech, people like her, she's done good work. And I think that's why she really is. Ahead it's instead a, of Carrie Condon.
1: Well, it's because it's a career Oscar. It's not exactly. an Oscar for this movie. Like, it's mm-hmm. an yeah. Oscar Although, for her career. And, like, she do not have, have to watch the Oscar scene. Like, the trailer. The yeah. trailer. Yeah. It's just the trailer. You don't have to watch the movie. You can watch the trailer, and that's enough. And I, I do think that that, like, helps that, like, people don't even need to watch the movie. But I also
4: do think that, like, it is a good performance overall in the movie. And to, like, spoil things, but it's the last time we'll see her in this role, mm-hmm. so
5: come back I in the think... multiverse. She's never been yeah, I was about to say, this... really, like, it'll
2: be in the incestual. I was about
1: to say month. that, like, this movie feels like in three TV shows and seven movies later, she'll be back. Probably. Her and Tony
5: Stark will be back. Mark, <laughs>
1: <point>. <laughs> I don't well, think 2022 it. fictional
3: deaths, though. Based there- on how much I cried, uh, this one she did take number two. I mean, she didn't quite dethrone Eddie Munson, but um, uh, I did. Uh,
4: uh, what about? Genuinely Jenny? thought you were gonna say Jenny the. You- yeah, I literally too. thought you were gonna Ooh, say Jenny. I'm so how sorry. She's actually I'm so three. sorry. It goes Pan Eddie, Angela. Jenny. Yeah.
1: and I uh, the- Wow. Oh God, I forget her, her character name. Monda. But like, I Monda. actually. Mim-Monda. I actually do think there is a path for Jamie Lee Curtis. I just want to say it's the same path as Angela Bassett, that it's a career Oscar and has nothing to do with a performance. I don't think it'll happen, but I'm just saying that like Jamie Lee Curtis is Queen Nepo baby. Jamie Lee Curtis has the connections. And I do think there is a path. I just think that like, it's easier with Angela Bassett because like it's like, the span of, like, how long it's been since the last time she was nominated and that she should have won the last time she was nominated. And True. they also have plastered Los Angeles with billboards saying that you can honor Chadwick Bozeman by awarding her with this Oscar. I don't and for, like that, though. Yeah, I That's really exploitive. hate it. <laughs> yeah, it's really Especially bad. Especially
3: after, which I know this was for Ma Rainey and not Black Panther, but, like, oh. the way... They the, marketed Academy the oscars is, with that which baited his family and brought his wife to the awards and everybody knew everybody thought it was going to be chadwick's for the taking and now you're gonna try to uh, that's gross i, don't I know.
4: think it's a little icky but i do think that that could like influence voters and i also think and like this is also kind of icky but i do think that there are going to be voters who are like oh shit we fucked up on the like viola and Daniel Dubweiler thing like uh, we'll vote for Angela Bassett to
1: make themselves feel better. Yeah. Also, I completely agree.
2: Also, just like something I like that up. we're
1: like, let's have an icky conversation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll save it. Um Hollywood <laughs>
1: something... is like kind of like icky. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god. I've seen I've
3: seen Babylon. What breaking, that, just what breaking that out? news? I thought that I thought that Did Hollywood you know, treated babylon I thought they treated everyone with respect. Oh my god. I, th- I didn't think they'd ever exploit anybody. Oh, my God. This is, oh, this is shocking news to me.
2: <laughs> um, also, something I'm going to point out with an uh, actor and actress, and so- also co- kind of goes with Keoha Kwan as well, people want to see Angela win. Like, no, there's yeah. no rush to give Kerry Condon anything. Okay, and the other thing
1: is, Angela Bassett, please write your speech on a piece of paper. Please don't write it on your phone. Oh I... God. Cannot with people reading off their phones yeah. because I it, it blows me
2: off. I, don't, I can't t- I can't explain why
1: it just no, it's because if you're talking to someone and they're on their phone, you're like, oh, they're not listening to me, and it's like, I understand it's probably easier. Like, I write so many notes on my phone, but like. She has an assistant that can mm-hmm. put it to paper. Like I, I, just, it I
3: can't, different. I cannot. I yeah, like I will I'll buy really expensive, fancy cardstock stationery and write it in calligraphy for her. I mean, maybe I,
1: it's the whole like Michael Keaton pulling a speech out of his pocket that they're like, I don't want to do that. But like I, I don't know. Please, write I genuinely it on paper. wonder if it was because she didn't think she was
4: winning, but then she wrote the speech.
3: But maybe she just had, like, bullet points at her phone. She yeah, just, but
4: there's a difference yeah. between, like, I wrote this speech on my notes app on the car right here. Like, yeah, even, like, and, like,
1: at the beginning of the... I, also- I just the cannot watch another speech like that. Like, I need it. I need <laughs> it a was- This is
3: coming from someone phone. where if I ever won an award, I would have nothing prepared. I would get up there, ramble about something that had to do with nothing for about... I would be, like, here... Off the stage. Yeah. Then I'd get off the stage and be, like, shit, I forgot to thank my parents. But I do think there's, like, a level of, like, if you have it in your pocket and you pull it out, then you're, like, ha, 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 I was expecting this. Whereas on your phone, yeah. it can kind of play more of, like, a, oh, uh-huh, this is what I put in the middle of the night last night thinking about it. I mean, I don't know. Again, like, yeah. to I didn't want everyone to be, be like, like Olivia for 20 minutes. Probably would mm-hmm. think Pop and then
1: forget <laughs> I would literally be, like. Oh my God! Can you believe that Leo didn't win for Tyson? Oh my God! I would get up here. Let me correct history that I'm aware
3: of that Pedro Pascal and Joseph Quinn could both have their eyes on me, so I'm gonna take this opportunity. So
1: would you? I get up there and I'm like, Oh my God! Is
4: Big Jim in the room? Hi, Big Jim.
1: Don't you mean Midge? Midge, (laughs) is Midge here? Is Midge here? No, I feel like he's he's past Midge, right?
5: Um, I, wanted I, to be, I wanted to be mitch though now but that I, I do
1: that. want to say that i would love for stephanie to win I, it's I not possible so but i do it's think not that gonna happen
3: do you know what i would love for it to happen outside of the fact that she gave objectively one of my favorite performances last year is the fact that it would come off right off of ariana debose winning for yeah. the same award last year, and so the idea that, like, two theater kids went back-to-back would make this theater kid's heart quite happy. It's not going to happen, but it would make me happy. Does, that everybody, think,
1: like, yeah. does everybody think Angela's winning BAFTA?
2: I yeah. do. I, I do. I, I get the theory that Condon can snatch BAFTA, and, like, I, I get it, but also one thing to keep note of this year, BAFTA's happening before the Guilds that's mm-hmm. like it could be
5: like rachel vice in the favorite and when there and not when the that's...
2: well regina was not nominated she that's scary. Not
5: nominated. i mean but like rachel was like wow that was a surprise
2: yeah, I...
4: was...
5: yeah.
1: is it her husband is james bond but like i know it's <laughs> just like the british thing it's
5: like she's so tied <laughs> she to it and i'm like i don't been... know maybe the irish people the
1: british people well that's why i there's still a lot of beef <laughs> i think maybe they she... don't give it to her because of that i maybe think it could be you. dolly Honestly, mm. oh, she's so good. Well, I I'm
5: the sadness. I'm like, if, why do we nominate three things and not
2: her instead? I feel like
1: it's because they didn't finish the movie.
2: hundred yeah. percent. If Dolly yeah. wins and Bassett wins SAG, then it's like that's. But just, then it's
1: still Bass
2: equally as amazing for Bassett. No yeah,
1: yeah. I'm so I like, agree. that's my thing with Dolly is that like, if Dolly wins, I'll be more convinced Angela's winning. Yeah. Because like. I just feel like BAFTA really like Triangle of Sadness, so it's very different. But, like, I I do think Bassett wins BAFTA, but, like, Dolly winning is still great for... I feel like Dolly winning is the one where I'm like, that doesn't matter. It means Bassett's still winning the Oscar. But, like, if anybody else wins, I'll be like, hmm, like, what is going on here? But I do think that Dolly's more likely, as of right now, than Carrie Condon. I don't buy the Carrie Condon thing. I, I can understand that.
2: it. I understand it. I understand
1: I it, it, but like, she is not very well known, like, on name recognition. Like, yes, they liked the movie, but like, I don't think what they liked was her in the movie, if that makes sense. Like, I...
2: that's not what they liked about it.
1: Yeah. I do think, like, though.
2: They loved her, but like, the world
4: in which Carrie comes. Condon wins is the world in which Banshees like overperforms and sweeps.
5: Yeah. I mean three billboards did that too at the BAFTAs, even though that's like an American movie written by an Irishman. So I'm like, That's true. Do we see that with Banshees happening? Or does the fact that it's Irish like does that hamper it? But I think like with Triangle of Sadness, I feel like the BAFTAs and the Europeans really like Ruben. So I could see them being like, okay, Dolly, because that seems yeah, that's more the in path. their lane than like Americans. So it's like, yeah. you know, That's what they want. Um, Where even for the Oscars, I just feel like Jamie Lee Curtis, I don't think it's hers. But like her and Angela Bassett are just such big, like heavy hitters that I would see. I would be shocked if like they I'm not shocked if they skip over Jamie, but I would be shocked if they skipped over Angela again to go like not that it's bad to reward a newcomer like with Stephanie. But I would just be like, huh? Like that would be where I'm perplexed. Like, the day of Oscar nominations when I was like, what did we do in actors? Like, I would be so shocked here if they were, like, skipping over it. Because it's, like, it's Angela Bassett.
0: Uh,
1: A literal
5: queen.
1: Literal queen.
5: played Fictionally
1: and in real life. I would die die for her. Um, Don't give my life for Angela Bassett. I'm just begging everyone in this category, don't wear gold. Like whatever you do, don't just be d- do Glenn not Close. show up in gold. Like don't pull a Kerry Mulligan, a Glenn Close. Like or the only don't person come with your cape, Glenn Close. <laughs> the only person who can do it is Meryl Streep, and we don't have to worry about her right now.
5: I'm gonna. We need to find their. Um, you know who could contacts. email you know them. All. Who
1: could wear gold is Andrea Riceborough. She,
0: she could. Couldn't...
5: Someone send her a gold dress. Kinsey, get on it.
0: Um, well, before we get to the Andrea Risborough, let's do Best Actor. Um, and I'll go with Kinsey, since she's the lead campaign manager for Elvis. What do you Not have for Best Actor right now?
1: Elvis Presley for Elvis <laughs> 2022, directed by Baz Lurman. Um, Well, every day I flip-flop between Austin Butler and Colin Farrell. I... I don't know. It could really be either one of them. I just think that like Colin has a huge like narrative in a sense that he was never nominated before. He was kind of seen as not overdue, but like due for a nomination given his recent body of work. And then um just like as a celebrity, I feel like he's really respected and well liked and He's worked with so many writers and directors that have been nominated over the last few years. And he is a name. Like, he has a long career and he played the industry game. He's played like every kind of game, honestly. Like, he's done it all. And I think that, like, there's a lot of people who would love to see Academy Award winner Colin Farrell. And he gives a great performance. But my thing is, his performance is not the kind of performance that is rewarded in lead actor um and that is what gives me pause about it specifically um because it just like you never see it with lead actor like you see it with nominations but you never see it with wins i mean i like i it's one of my favorite performances in the category but like i just feel like it's a really subtle performance and i don't think that it's like a lot of people are going to rank it number one. Essentially, like I, I don't know, but I do think that like he is in a front runner for best picture. He is in a front runner for original screenplay, and like Banshee's overperforming nominations, like hello editing. But like I just, I, there's something about it that's just like giving me pause, especially because Austin Butler has a big performance and it's the kind of performance that lately they reward in lead actor like say like me hello bradley cooper i would die for the man we're talking about this the day his football team is playing um but they went with rami malek because it was like a big performance that honored like well it dishonored um the person he was portraying and like there were prosthetics, there was, like, everything, it was a movie that, like, people flocked out to see repeatedly because of the music, and, like, every single thing you can say about that is something you can say about Elvis, like, yes, Elvis is a better movie, but, like, it's the same tactics, essentially, like, the boxes it's checking, which is why, for the longest time, I really thought that, like, it was an, it would be so great for him if he got nominated, but, like, Now that we're here, like, you cannot deny anything that's happened. And I do think that Austin is winning SAG right now based on everything that I have heard from SAG screenings over and over and over again. And the industry really likes him. Like, I know that a lot of people online, primarily men, do not like him. But I think that says more about them than uh, Austin. But, like, he is playing the game. He's doing all the press. He's doing everything. More so than Colin Farrell, I just want to say. If we're talking about people that are doing more interviews and stuff. Not even close. It is not even close. And, like, the moms love Austin Butler
3: the moms do lo- and the grandmas the,
1: the grandmas the moms the girls my age the girls younger than me i haven't asked daisy but i'm sure the like mom's sending like us all tiny the articles and go up to daisy and be
3: like daisy what do you think about <laughs> who's, winning
1: the, who's um, winning the doctor who's winning the super bowl daisy <laughs> but i just think he has a lot of boxes he checks and then on top of it like He gives a great performance. And there are people that will do the same thing they've done every time they voted for a biopic where they're voting to honor the person, not even the performance. And I do think that Elvis, as a film, say what you want about the movie, how you feel about it, whatever. That movie makes you feel for Elvis Presley. And I think that is something that a lot of people will walk away with. And one of the most important parts about Elvis as a movie You love Austin Butler's performance the last few minutes because it is, like, everything wrapped in a bow. Like, it's just overwhelming. And I think that, like, a strong ending like that always really translates well to wins somewhere. And I think that, like, that really helps him. And that's also something that really hurts Colin Farrell is because, like, the ending of Banshees is perfect, but it's also very subtle. And I feel like some people, like... When I type in Banshees to, like, find graphics and stuff, one of the first things that pop up is Ending Explained. And I'm like, what are we doing here? But, like, that doesn't work well for a movie to win an acting Oscar. Like, I just, I don't know. And it's not, like, I don't know. And then there is Brendan Fraser, who I don't see it. I do think the nomination was enough right now. Like, not enough, but, like, was the prize as of right now I don't see it because I'm not seeing like industry support like there's audience support but I'm not seeing like industry support and it missing screenplay and not getting into picture is a big sign that there is not the widespread support that everyone was saying there was and if he wins SAG yes but I don't think he's winning BAFTA I think BAFTA is really between Colin Farrell and Austin Butler. And I'm hoping Lex is going to say something about the British people and Elvis. I was going to
3: say, I just know that the <laughs> Brits freaking love Elvis. So I really <laughs> think Austin had well, a chance.
2: Well, I'll say this I about BAFTA. Think, they love Like Bats. Going
3: off of, and your, your speech was beautiful and I didn't want to interrupt. So like, I am backtracking a little bit, but just something I wanted to add about Austin and listen. Everyone on this podcast is going to roll their eyes at me when I say this, but I'm, I'm about to make a good point. I think Austin has what I will call the Joseph Quinn effect, where it's this thing where it's like, this is somebody who was shot into superstardom over the summer of 2022 and is being taken everywhere, like a little mule horse, a mule horse, a mule is either a mule or a horse, it's not a mule horse, a little mule horse. <laughs> And is like, but, and it's this thing where it's like, he's got the flashy outfits. He's playing Elvis's guitar. They wouldn't even let Paul McCartney do that. But at the same time, there's this like humbleness about him when he speaks that is like, I think appealing of not just to the moms and the grandmas and the girls and the gays and the, you know, like the whole, like that thing. It's like the, um, it's this like element of like, you want to see someone like that achieve success right whereas like someone like Colin Farrell his time may be due but um he's been around forever whereas this is a new guy that like has this kind of charm about him that people want to see him succeed
5: yeah I agree I think um because like he's probably the only person in this category besides paul where like people are like sending me articles so like oh my gosh like like people are following them people that don't even care about the oscars or like the movies like excited about really well in tuned and like what they're talking about and like, they're like oh my god like it's so bizarre where i can't even remember like the last time people were like so caught up on someone. And I don't think like they're going to their stars are going to die like after this moment. I think it's like a great like pop up to what's going to be next. But like, I agree. I think there's such a humbleness about Austin and like obviously with the tragedy in the Presley family that just happened like the way that he just has been so respectful and like that whole team um, like him and Paul. There's just such like a humbleness and a freshness with both of them in this category. I don't think like I mean I feel like Colin Farrell is probably just like over it because he's been around longer and they're kind of just like entering this like we could argue that Austin has been around because he was in Disney Channel Zoe 101 those days that iCarly we he was Isn't the bad second singer. person to be on iCarly and when an second Oscar person ticket. we were there we watched it live um, so it's like interesting to see like kind of the more veteran actors versus the kind of newcomers and their approaches of like, I mean, even Kate Blanchett said that in her speech, like she was kind of over, you know, but like Lex said, like being paraded around and like this competition, but they just bring like a freshness to it because they just, you know, they haven't gone to the third floor of Tobey Maguire's Babylon underground party yet. They're still at Charlie, or what is it? Charlie Wallace. Don Wallach's house, like they're that's still there.
3: Perfect way of like forget A list, B list, like that's the new system we're gonna be using. Are you
5: underground <laughs> on the third floor with the rat eating man, or are you? Are on you the
3: upstairs or downstairs? Which floor are you on, <laughs> <laughs> Julian. has
5: is in, in the trenches. New system. These people are <laughs> haven't got there yet. They are Manny at the beginning of Babylon. Cornells at the end.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I. I <laughs> I also think there's so many overdue narratives that, Bill, another one, yeah, adding another one on with Colin, after you know Angela Bassett, everyone says overdue for a win. Um, Uh Michelle Yeoh, everyone is saying overdue for a win. Ki Haekwon Quan is everyone saying overdue for recognition, and so it's like Mm -hmm. they're not all going to be the same thing. Well,
5: Kinsey and I talked about this with Zoe, where it's like you have people that are like. I keep using parentheses as if people are watching this <laughs> yeah. overdue and I think there's a difference between recognition and mm-hmm. like overdue for a win like a lot of these people it's like recognition a lot of these people it's like what was that role that they should have won for you know like Angela Bassett should have won when she was nominated you know um a lot of these people like Colin Farrell, I guess, in Bruges. Like, I don't know if that was. That's the my thing
1: is that it's like it's so easy to say he's overdue, but then when you're like looking through his yeah. filmography, it's like for what though? Like, yeah, yeah. Because he was never gonna get in for the Lobster. He was never gonna get in. Like, it's like he he's due for a nomination, and like I do think he would be a great win. It'd be one of my favorite lead actor wins, like ever. Honestly, like what He'd a- be out there. Yeah, like it's a beautiful, subtle it's the kind of performances you want from a lead actor. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. But it
1: like Jillian and I were like really talking about this with Zoe. It's like there's such a difference between like overdue and I mean, like recognition deep. and so I
5: would have given Bill an Oscar for? Pirates? Like, you know, it's like he's a great actor. About, about time. time. <laughs> about time. It's right there. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm glad you're getting this recognition. Love, action. actually.
3: Give Bill Nye an, Oscar, Honestly, for give an
5: Oscar for everything. This man just True. delivers performances and his, his selling point for an award should you have to watch all of his films and then living and you're like, that's the guy. Also, love right. movies are so subtle performances, which makes this yeah. category even more interesting. I mean, even Austin, like, it's a crazy movie, but it's not overplayed where I'm like, this feels very cheap. I texted everyone in the group chat like I watched the first 10 minutes of Elvis the other night because I was like oh do I do a rewatch because I haven't seen it since June. First 10 minutes alone in this movie every single nomination is validated. I'm like the editing the costumes like hair and makeup the acting like the sound design and it's so insane because I can barely say that about everything else that has been nominated and I think like just Austin's performance really elevates that and I'm kind of glad that we have one of the first like lineups for lead actor where they're all first time nominees and they're not very like outlandish performances they're
1: not like gary oldman and we're not gary oldman not
5: (laughs) joaquin phoenix like it's just fresh it's new it's like things you actually want to root for but we also
1: don't have like
4: a tom cruise in the category like i think the thing is that and, and what makes this difficult in some ways is that these are five very good performances that all, like,
1: genuinely deserve to be nominated. If it's any not of those one, years. I
2: would be like, it would be, like, top five of the past decade.
1: Right. That's exactly. I mean, honestly. That's, like, the best point, is that also, like, that never happens yeah. with wood <laughs> Actor
5: And the category <laughs> is hot again. Everyone in this category is hot. Thank God. Everyone's Broke hot. Everyone, I,
1: everyone's great. Like, I love them all, like, as yeah. people. And I love all the performances. And I, I do think that the thing with these sort of,
4: like, overdue narratives is you know the the one that's i think the truest is bill nice just in that like and this sounds god this sounds so morbid but like this could be their last chance to reward him but i don't think he's really like in the running to win just because the film doesn't have the support but i think that if you look at colin and brendan like neither of them have that thing of like they're not going to get another chance to reward them you know And so I think that, especially with, like, Brendan, I do feel like in some ways The Whale is really his, like, comeback movie. And Mm -hmm. I do think that, like, we're probably going to have another Oscar nomination for him Mm -hmm. within a couple of years. Maybe one where in a film that has more overall support. Because, as you know, as we've talked about with the lack of the Best Picture nomination, like, obviously, the whole Academy just wasn't there on the film. And I think that, you know, Colin as well is someone that, like, I don't doubt that he may very well get another nomination, maybe a win later on in his career. And it definitely doesn't feel like, I mean, I love the performance. I think it's great. But it doesn't feel like the kind of thing where it's like he's never going to top it. Whereas Mm -hmm. I kind of feel, and this is not me, like, this is going to sound shady to Austin. And I don't mean it in this way. But, like, is he ever going to top Elvis? Well,
3: he's I feel like I mean,
2: he has another opportunity th- this next year.
4: Okay, yeah, but like my thing is, he can
3: like... start on the new season of the iCarly reboot as his. <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> that, that,
2: that was that and was what I was referring to.
1: That's, to that's to exactly her. what I
2: was referring to. Thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah. This is um. I love I doing play. this. This goes back to Stephen Dorff's rumored quote on Titanic. Should I just yep. say it? Should I just yes, say, say it? Say it. Okay, I have to pull it up. But So basically, <laughs> do you guys agree that if um, Leo had won for Titanic, I know he wasn't nominated, mm-hmm. but if he had won for Titanic, would that have defined him for the rest of his life, at, like professional life?
2: as the don't, boy I'm gonna say so. no because I feel like that performance like I feel like that's kind of his most popular performance am I is that weird for me to say like, no, no, but what I was
3: gonna say is that I feel like that performance alone kind of defined his career yeah. from that point on so I feel like whether or not there was an Oscar like he still was on that path yeah
2: okay, I don't think I don't, so think I don't think his career would have been different would he have done more? The
3: Revenant no,
5: that's the only thing. Like, I don't, I, even think I, I don't, I don't
2: think he would have gone as hard as he did. If he, if he, I don't think he
5: would have done so... the revenant. I don't think he would have done like any of his 2000s, two thousands to performances.
1: So the Stephen Dorff was auditioned for Jack did not get it famously. So his quote years later, this is apparently the New York Daily News. Um, I want to have a career like Johnny Depp, Sean Penn, and Jack Nicholson. I want to win an Oscar one day. That would have been impossible if I'd got Titanic. Look at Leo; his career can only go down from here. He'll always be the guy on the boat. Yikes! I don't know because
5: um, he, he followed it up with catch, "Catch Me If You Can," and I feel and like then the Aviator. Yeah, me, and the Aviator, he we worked literally can, it's like one of his with best.
1: Steven Spielberg, Martin Scorsese, Martin Scorsese. like. Also, cannot forget
4: that like Titanic was not his like big breaking role. That was Romeo Plus Juliet. No, Julia. So like, even
3: before then, it was Growing Pains. Like he was, yeah. and, and even he now, was, he was already he an Oscar nomination. Like he like, was eating Gilbert grapes Yeah, which is a role he should have
4: won an Oscar
5: for. <laughs> now, which I is okay. That's what he should have won the Oscar
4: he for. Is somewhat defined by Titanic, but I think partially because Titanic is the least polarizing of his performances that are mainstream like like,
5: it's the most mainstream nobody is like
4: i don't like his performance Well, no one's
5: like oh i love blood diamond and j edgar hoover like no one is naming these random films he did but even
4: like i feel like something like wolf of wall street or like um the aviator i feel like has more like detractors in terms of what you know the, the film overall yeah so like titanic's a pretty like
5: inoffensive <laughs> well i think like, related like, back I, to this where it's like it's his most subtle role where he, he's doing something but it's like interesting where like these roles that he's like finally recognized for with like wolf of wall street and revenant he's like going off the walls or even what well, i like him in once one time in hollywood but it's like you didn't the fact that he had to, to overact to get like recognition when he already gave us like titanic catch me if you can romeo and juliet and what's eating Gilbert Grape, which I think are and Jay Gatsby, like those are, in my opinion, the superior performances where he's more free in himself, but he doesn't have to like be a character. And he the, genuinely he to be a I, character.
4: The reason that I like him so much in Don't Look Up is because it's one of the first times I feel like in recent years that he doesn't seem like he's trying too hard. Yeah, <laughs> I but, think uh, yeah. like going back
3: to like the original point though is like, but I get. I don't know if Leo's a great example for this because like the difference Leo. is that he was he was already kind of established at the point of so, Titanic. Like, I get the thought process. But I think where Austin differs is like this is the kind of role where yeah, Austin's been around. This but is admittedly, his, if you'd ask me This before, was his
2: breakthrough. Like this, yeah, this is
3: his his Romeo and Juliet. It, it, right. Like if you'd asked me before Elvis who Austin Butler was, hate to say it. I, I would say Vanessa, Vanessa Hudgens'
4: girlfriend.
3: Yeah, I would say <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens ex. They wrecked a rock in Sedona and had to pay thousands of dollars. um Like I, I think about that all the time.
5: All the time. Um,
3: and so it's just like I do get it that I think anytime you have a breakout performance, it goes one of two ways. It either shoots someone into superstardom. Or they're a one-hit wonder. And so he's kind of on that precipice right now, I
1: think. I think the fact that he's in Dune, though, oh,
2: shows that
4: yeah. he's yeah, that's not going to go that route.
1: That's why I brought this up, though, is one, I think that Austin Butler was given the greatest gift of all, which was he had years to do this movie because of all the delays, because of COVID. So he put his entire Austin Butler saying? Nussie in this movie, like it is what, Nussie. <laughs> yeah, <we're not. laughs> but like, I just think like he'll never get that opportunity again. Honestly, to put like, I don't think any actor will ever get that kind of opportunity again. I, and I think that like, but I think this is his Romeo and Juliet because it's just gonna like it introduced the world to him. I know we had other things with Leo. I pre- feel like I am Romeo the only and Juliet. person. Who remembers him in
5: Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I remember him and that. I
4: was no, like, but I'm oh, yes. oh yeah,
2: he was one of the. He was one of the. the I'm the uh, devil. The devil. Yeah. yeah, that was. He was him. Rex Tex.
5: Right. No, yeah. okay. I, no, I. Forgot. I, There's no Austin Butler fans in this. It's me and Lex and Nicole. Listen, I and loved. Lindsay. Listen, no, I, I
3: remember him from my hey. really. I know I say that every week. I loved the Carrie Diaries. I know the I started like, most
5: as much as And, and that's it's, the classified, like,
1: yeah. I mm-hmm. but I think that like what Elvis did for him is what Romeo and Juliet did for Leo, where like people knew of Leo before, but not on that level. Like what happened to Leo and Romeo and Juliet is exactly what's happened to Austin Butler with this movie. The only difference is that this movie it has nine or nine Oscar nominations like it's yeah and and like I think that like the game is very different for what it's done for him and I just think like now that you're looking back and you're like oh he was in this smaller role in a Quentin Tarantino movie and then he immediately did this right after like I like We all remember him walking the red carpet with his dark hair the day after it was announced that he got this role in Elvis. With
3: Vanessa Hutchins on his arm. With
1: Vanessa Hutchins
3: on his arm. I think about them all the time. I always wonder in that scene where Priscilla leaves him, I always wonder if he thinks about Vanessa to, like, harness those emotions. Okay,
1: well, I want to know when that film was seen because, like, where was the Olivia affair and all of that? Um, But, like, I just think that, like, austin i think this will be like his biggest role but i think like because he's in dune and it's also because dune is coming out this year that like and that apple tv plus show like i think he has built this like resume where like the puzzle pieces are perfect because he's just on like an upward spiral versus mm-hmm. and i agree but I that's what i was saying it's apple, more about a the-
5: sequel
4: Yeah, but what I was saying is more along the lines of the fact that, like you were saying, Kinsey, when is another actor going to have the chance to immerse themselves in a role like he did with Elvis? Where, like, he's, I I mean, I hope for him, he's never going to take on a voice again. Like, you know, there's, there's all the, like, people joking about, like, him being possessed by Elvis. And, like, and it's funny, but also I do think there's something to be said for the fact that, like, he has spent so long... Working on this movie, that I feel like even if he goes on to have like a long and illustrious career, this is gonna still be seen as sort of like the defining role. Because like his his role is in it's not gonna be his defining role, you know. Like,
1: but I the, think that, the only um, thing is that I don't. If he wins, I don't think it would be like a negative for him because he no, has so no. many high yeah. profile projects coming up i agree yeah. i just think that's I, the reason I think they're going to want to reward him now I,
2: I do think that elvis will define butler's career but not in a bad way yeah, yeah.
1: like yeah.
3: it'll
2: I be agree. like yeah it'll always be it, i'll be radcliffe, honest but
3: we like daniel think... radcliffe has done nothing besides what if which is a great rom-com like daniel radcliffe hasn't done hasn't been able to do anything on the same level as harry potter because he's hmm. he's always gonna yeah. be harry potter
5: yeah, I mean it's like amazing, all those people in person, and the only person I the think like, of
3: that franchise that kind of managed to escape it.
5: Yeah, I don't I, think it him negatively where we're like, okay, like like he's booked and busy where I'm not worried about him. I think that like my
4: whole thing with saying this is I think gonna be his career-defining role is I think it's gonna be the thing where everyone thinks they need to give him the Oscar for this. Otherwise, it's gonna be a Leo Titanic situation where 10 years from now they're like, oh shit, we should have given him the Oscar for that because that's the role does that make sense like yeah i I think that
3: i I don't know i feel feel like he can win an oscar
2: down the road i don't think i don't think like there's a like a a rush to give him anything you know what i mean i'm sure people will have no problem giving an award for this i don't think there's like anybody's like gonna be like oh we need to get, get it to him now
1: i also think he has so many um people that are like high profile that he'll like he has his contacts like he has Denzel Washington, now he has Baz Lerman. like, he has Tom Hanks. Like oh, even Leo, he,
2: even Leo shout him out.
1: Yeah, I feel like there yeah. are, are a lot of people that he will be able to network with to get, like, more work, and I also think that, like, they are already giving us, like, oh, he's great in Dune, so, like, who knows what is to come with that? Like, and say what you want about Dune being a sequel, but, like, one, it's not a sequel, it's just the other half of the book which is so confusing. But like it's also like that movie won five Oscars. The first one. I
2: think it won six. Yeah. I won, won everything won that six. it
1: was up four except something. But like but I mean obviously didn't win picture. But that's a that that's a snub. An adapted screenplay. It wasn't nominated. And it didn't win adapted screenplay. What a shamble. Yeah. But like <laughs> but I think that like he will be at least at the Oscars next year, regardless if he wins or not. Like he I mean, will he be, could be presenting... nominated. He
2: could be nominated again next year.
1: He could. He's, have... in Nich-
2: He's in that Jeff Nichols movie, The Bike Riders.
1: Don't remind me. Um, uh, but <laughs> what a year! What a year this man's gonna have to follow. I That's
2: Bel- that's what the point I wanted to make. Like, what an like, Emmy. Like, he, I, well, I, I, he's no one's beating Evan Peters, but uh, he, he could get nominated when he for that. Yes, guess on no.
3: the iCarly reboot, he will win an Emmy.
2: But well, like, I remember when that movie, me. I remember when Elvis premiered, like, the even people like me who hated it, like, he will were like, the vibe was literally like, let's get like Austin Ball on the phone ASAP, like, let's cast this kid ASAP, like, let's well, get that was that like movie. that was the vibe around him. the
1: week before it premiered at Can was when it was announced that he got the part in dune 2 and and everybody was like holy shit warner brothers is so confident in this man and it was like
2: as he should he's terrific
1: (laughs) and the other thing i feel like a lot of people forget about is that this was a big moment for me personally because he beat out robert pattinson for said role and that's another warner brothers boy Mm
5: mm-hmm
1: WB. And Warner Brothers was like you know we'll put him in the Bong Joon-ho project we'll put Austin in Dune part two do like, you think Austin I...
5: right out for Mickey's Mickey 17
1: because that's kind of what I was just do. thinking so did
5: they beat out each other
1: that would be really funny because it'd be like the whole Miles Teller lost Elvis and Austin Butler lost Top Gun Maverick we yeah. all won there we all I think won like think
5: Austin too like as soon like because I think with like young people even though he's like isn't he in his 30s?
1: He's 31. 31. He's the same age okay. as
5: me. He feels young but he's not young. But you're young. But like it's like when Thank they
2: like, start
5: plugging people <laughs> <laughs> in young. They start, we'll, really we'll start plugging, plugging people in and French you're like, like but then you're like you're like oh I'm kind of exhausted. Like they do this all the time with young actresses where you're like why are you cast at that? Like that makes no sense because they're like popular. I need to stop doing these air quotes. Um but like this, I don't get the vibe. I don't get the vibe that we're just putting him in because people like him. It's like he has talent, like he can carry something. I think he can do much more than just Elvis. Like his Elvis was amazing and he really like was the core in that movie because obviously he was the main character. But it doesn't feel like we're going to get Austin Butler exhausted. Like, and he's also very grateful and humble about it. I don't know mm-hmm. if he's going to get to the third floor of Toby Maguire's <laughs> at some point. But like it's not where... I don't know maybe it's just like people hate women when like you know like Florence P was getting cast in everything and I'm like does this really work for her career like I don't know I'm kind of confused or this I'm like yeah that makes sense
4: I also think that with the whole thing about his age Paul being nominated alongside him helps because now Paul is the baby of the category and Paul is actually young like and I say that because Paul is younger than I am and Austin is older um but you know what I mean like now that Austin's not the youngest person in the category I think it helps take away from that like aura of him being like oh the young newcomer because the young newcomer in the category is Paul Mescal. So like I think that that helps Austin just in that that is one of those things that we know that the Academy doesn't like young men we know you know they don't like young male newcomers whatever they don't actually award them. And it's like well awarding Austin wouldn't be doing that anymore for this yeah. year so i think that helps them where that's are we a good point
5: Adrian brody young winner where are they
2: this year I me mean, eddie redmayne happened mm, eddie redmayne was 32 they, when he won i
1: was watching you um, want a 90s baby where are the 90s not, yeah. when i was watching titanic there's this guy who speaks exactly the same way that eddie redmayne does and i was like if they made this movie today this would be eddie redmayne is
3: it can i guess who it is yeah is it when Rose gets in the lifeboat and Jack and Cal are standing and it's that guy, they're like, Daddy, no. And he's like, That's only for a little
1: while. Oh no, but that one that tracks, it's he's one of the people that works for the Titanic that's like commandeering like the lifeboats. Oh, and yeah. He's like oh, he's yeah. the one who suggests women and children. He's like, Women and children only, sir. Yeah, okay. He, he, says it. It. <laughs> he says it just Even, like Eddie, Eddie Redmain.
3: That one guy in the lifeboat, the only one that turns around.
1: That oh is like, man, can still play that
3: guy too. I
5: could see Eddie Redmayne being like, Eddie who? Redmayne, you're coming back with the Titanic <laughs> reboot. Okay, I Titanic
2: would... Two.
1: Bill Nye could. <laughs> when we were, definitely. When we were watching Titanic, I was like, did they make a sequel? <laughs> you know, you know, Big Jim wants to make a sequel. Well, like, more like, it, I'm like, but his, his sequel is, is about when he went two. down it's to unofficial. the Titanic.
3: It went straight to video, but I did watch it. Jack so it's is a back. And it gets hit by an iceberg. And the only thing I really remember is that, first of all, they rebuild the Titanic as like a cruise ship experience and it hits an iceberg. Wait, is this Titanic 666?
1: What? Is this Titanic 666? Maybe.
2: with the actual synopsis.
3: Wait,
1: with Annalyn McCord?
3: And the guy goes it looks like history is repeating itself and number 2 i remember like instead of it being like instead of it being like first class and the like lower class it was like the rich folks and the common people and so this one girl goes oh my god my gucci bag and the guy like throws <laughs> her into the boat and it's like no those are the only two
5: things i remember about. honestly titanic <laughs> is a great class commentary that we don't talk mm-hmm. about
1: I think we don't talk about it enough because like, a lot of
5: it... sadness really ripped off Titanic and the Amanda Bias <laughs> rom-com love right and I need answers Ruben
4: wait one day please... one day when I make my movie about the captain of the Carpathia and his like weird shit that he went through to try to get to the Titanic I will cast Eddie Redmayne not just in the movie but he will play three or four roles to make to make up for not being in a no, one let's, man show let's, let's just do every character
3: um, this was separate from Titanic six six six. This is literally just called Titanic two, and then nice. it says here on uh, it says here on Wikipedia a supernatural horror themed sequel, Titanic six six six. So it's made by the same people.
0: It's oh, just it beautiful. was
3: um, yeah. It's it's made by the same people. It this one is just truly called Titanic two. Anyway, Good. what is
5: Bill's path to winning the Oscar? Is there it isn't a...
2: one. Anyway, <laughs>
4: when Bill leaves Anna Wintour for Jillian, then. <laughs>
3: I went to him. Bill and I already broke up.
5: Did they? Do I, I,
3: feel like they, they did? Up. I feel like do they I did. I feel like they did make my
5: move now. I feel, okay, like, I so feel it's, like they broke up
3: like, like two
5: years ago or something like that. You know what? This man won my heart. Like literally the last month of 2022, I said, Where were you on my life? Why did I just now discover about time, love actually, and living? And that you were in part of the Caribbean. Like that right there, that resume, I'm like, what do we need to do, Paul? And he's so happy just to be like there, like in every photo. I'm like, oh my gosh, this man! And he's not even—he's not campaigning. He's doing nothing. He's like, I'm going to be Olivia Colman, not going to win, but I'm just going to be there for the experience. And you know what? He needs a just give him an award for that.
3: I saw Bill Nye and Carrie Mulligan at the same time on Broadway. It was wonderful.
5: This is how Bill Nye and this is is how
3: Carrie Mulligan for promising young woman. to Bill Nye. (laughs)
2: And the rest of the actress race. Hold up, hold up! I didn't talk about Brendan yet. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh! will come no back. Comeback,
5: no sudden move that we all decided to. I,
1: I did not forget. I watched that. I watched
2: day that day out. one. I was Never so excited for Brendan and I Brendan alone. I
1: really think it's so. What? Don't talk about John Hamm and Steven Soderbergh. My father, like that. I,
2: <laughs> look, I like them too, but you, you know why I watched that movie. <laughs>
1: kieran for kieran Colkin.
2: he he helped but
5: um, I, that's why i watched that movie
2: but uh anyway um look i i i know that the whale missed picture that's bad for him i'm not gonna pretend it's not but i really still feel like brendan is kind of the elephant in the room in a way with this category i feel i still kind of feel because like, i was watching a clip from howard stern this weekend and he threw up like brendan was on and he goes like brendan you know you're winning right like i we saw with, like, the Ricky's little betting schedule, that's still the vibe around this category. I still think, like, it's... I think it's a tight race between all three of these guys. But I'm... I still feel like the... Brendan has a bit of a life of his own outside of the whale. That's why I'm not, like, freaking out that I missed picture, pers- personally. Like, I'm scared about it now. But uh, I still think that there's a path for him to win SAG, and ba- Z- Sag or BAFTA and SNAG I, it at the end.
1: I think he wins he can possibly win one but i don't think he'll win both
2: i i'm gonna predict him to win both just because i'm i'm i'm, I'm uh, you know i'm this well current. i'm
0: predicting paul to win baptist so that's
1: your right
0: <laughs> that's your direct. right
1: to have wrong opinions um i walked
2: directly into that one um, <laughs> <laughs> But You're entitled to
1: awful. your wrong bit. <laughs> I do, think, but honestly, I do all- think that Austin, I'm gonna say this and then Colin Farrell is gonna win SAG, but yeah. I do think that SAG is really between Brendan mm-hmm. and Austin. I won't
2: count out Colin, but I, I agree. do agree.
1: Like I, I think that like Colin's way up there for SAG, but I just think that like Brendan has a bigger narrative with actors,
2: yeah, and, and then I that, think and that's really Colin. powerful. And to the Colin thing, the only win I can compare Colin to in the past like decade is Casey Affleck, and he, mm-hmm. didn't, even win, and he didn't even win SAG. Well,
5: yeah, exactly. I, would, I don't know if I'd put them in like the same. I
2: wouldn't well, put them I in think the same, that, but like, like, if I had to compare it to somebody, insane. it would be him.
5: No, like the performance. Do like, not
4: smirch
1: Colin
5: who, by putting him in the same but, like, People like man. Colin
1: Farrell, though. <laughs> I love Manchester by the Sea
5: but I, I love manchester mm-hmm. i'm kind of like what is colin's like relationship with like hollywood and actors like, I feel like, like no so I feel like, he like
1: he has he's date. dated a lot of them
5: he's dated a lot of them he's hot and he's i say around. that that was not like derogatory
1: spite. that was like positive. <laughs> well no he but i think like a lot of people forget that like he had a really hard time with addiction and like he's really overcome that and that's a really strong narrative especially like people in hollywood really identify with that narrative because like they see people go through the machine and it's really easy to like get into like this party narrative and like the way he has like not only, like, risen above all that and, like, gotten better and is sober and, like, really open about it, but, like, it's, like, there is a speech of Bradley Cooper shouting out Brad Pitt for getting him sober. Like, it is a well-connected thing, and that is something that's really powerful that you cannot count out with awards bodies that are made up of famous people is that there are those connections, and there's a lot of those people we don't even know about stuff like that because that's a very secretive, like, personal thing, but... I do just think that like Colin's very, very, very well respected, but I just think that like Brendan's narrative with SAG is really important, mm-hmm. and then I that's the reason that I think it's between him and Austin is that I know that Elvis is playing so so well to SAG, mm-hmm. like, but that's why I think it's between them at SAG. Yeah. I mean, like, if Colin Farrell wins, beautiful and
2: it's if Colin Farrell wins, it's, wins SAG, I think this race is a little over.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do too but mm-hmm. i like but personally i think sag is between brendan and austin but and like that, i sorry. i can be proven wrong but like
2: okay. and to that if brendan wins just one you know his speech is going to go viral and it's but
5: the
1: internet is not the voters
2: it's not the voters but like it's 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 attention and that's well
1: good. and like they watch speeches like we exactly. were all so confused about who was winning lead actress Jessica Chastain made a speech that really worked well on industry people at SAG. And then that race was over. Mm -hmm. It took one speech that was like, and I'm sorry. She didn't even make a speak
2: at Critics' Choice.
1: Yeah. And everyone can talk shit all they want about Netflix's deal with SAG. But that show being on YouTube this year, are you kidding? More eyeballs would be on that than ever before.
2: Meanwhile, BAFTA like ha- airs their show after the winners are announced.
1: Yeah, like we're recording the next Brits week and airing award know. shows. What
2: is that out. strategy? <laughs> like,
1: it's strange, I, and they do the
5: same ish with the Olivia I hate Awards. The BAF- watching the BAFTAs because I'm like,
2: I, why I, I was like are... so amped last year. I was like, oh, I subscribe to like where they air it. I'm you gonna can't watch even watch it. I, it I know. Yeah, I have to like you. get a VPN and shit. Like. I was so amped and then I found out and then I it clicked I was like oh shit wait a minute they air after the winners are announced damn it yeah
5: I do think like oh, with no. the with the narratives like and also the performances I feel like Brendan's and Austin's are more of an actor's performance mm-hmm. where like everything about Banshees is just like writing
2: yeah that's and, that's another thing and, I want
5: casting to... works so well with the writing where it's like Colin Firth's performance to me and that is like the real star the real character of that movie is Martin McDonough's script mm-hmm. where like we're like an actor I feel like people will like study weirdly the Elvis and the whale um, performances like out of all of these
2: yeah that 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 was another thing like Austin and Brendan have like lives outside of their own movies if that makes sense like people like even people who disliked the whale and people just disliked Elvis went out of their way to like be like oh my god Brendan oh my god Austin whereas Farrell got was critically acclaimed obviously everyone loved him but like that was more connected to Banshees and like you yeah. know that can only and that can only take you so far when it comes to like actually winning
1: i well, feel I like the banshee's
5: like... ecosystem is so interconnected mm-hmm. that's
1: just, the like, thing like that you were saying all earlier, or not. it's gonna be like so big or like it it'll be like minuscule wins yeah. and that's like... another
2: one more question i want to ask and then we can move on just do we let's say everything everyone wants wins screenplay does colin win on his own or... He,
1: he could win on his own because I okay. feel like there's like a, a personal narrative for him outside of the movie itself. But like, I just think that like, if Banshee starts winning random things, like not random, but like smaller, unpredicted things earlier, you're going to be like, oh, holy shit, they definitely did Colin. But I'm not going to like count out Colin if it starts losing things earlier yeah. in the yeah. night, if that makes sense. But it's like it obviously really helps him that it's everywhere. But yeah. I just think I don't know. Banshees is weird because it is a great performance, but I think like it's such a subtle performance that once you are now voting for a win and it's open to everyone in the academy, it's very different than um the nomination process. And like that's why like if Colin wins sag, I do feel like it's slightly over because I do think that like he's one or two at BAFTA but like I just I feel like it's not the biggest actor performance and it's like Jillian is saying like so interconnected to the screenplay and to other things but like they did nominate it for ensemble
5: yeah that's where it's (laughs) bizarre I think they just want to recognize, like, because it is too interconnected. I think the only one that can weirdly distance themselves away from Banshees is Martin McDonough. Because you could go back to his, like, plays and, like, appreciate him as a writer. But I feel like you can't do that with anything else in this category. I I think Colin Farrell, too, because you can go back to his narrative. But, like, them being nominated for Ensemble for Four People is just the most bizarre thing that has... I think happening. it's day. actually
4: a nomination for the entire country of Ireland. <laughs>
5: uh. Are we like are now? I'm like this. They just want to represent Ireland. Like they're like Ireland. They we, wanted to. Nominate- Ireland
4: is like weirdly overrepresented at the Oscars this year. A um, quiet
5: girl, the real Irish film, um, and then Paul, Paul, the real Irish man. <laughs> well, is Irish in this. Case? Like, there's like too much. Where I'm like, who is this for? I feel like it is for them. Not awarding three billboards back in 2018 and this is like more like this is more accessible to and we talked about this i think whenever we last chatted where like like the moms could watch this, like anyone could watch banshees and like get it without like stressing themselves and a lot of these other movies it's like you're stressing yourself so it's like i get the point that it's appealing because it's an easy watch and probably the most accessible out of martin mcdonough's like not only his filmography but his like plays too I'm
1: That's still like gonna, gonna go,
5: go somewhere. Seven, it's
2: like, seven Psychopaths is
1: still seven, his. Uh, it's so good. It's
2: so good. Every it's time people better. go, oh, director of In Bruges and three billboards, I'm like, you mentioned Seven the Psychopaths. Seven psychopaths.
5: Like it's like people. I feel like people don't connect like his entire filmography, and they're just like, oh, now they're like, oh, Fantine's, and they're like, oh, yeah, they're just I. A film the, called my, In
1: Brews. my thing is a lot of people I know outside of like, uh, movie world is a lot of people did not finish Banshees they did not vibe with it at all the finger cutting was confusing to them and they thought it was like like a lot of people I know like I know three people in my office who watched it after the Golden Globes and they were like that's a comedy like it did not work (laughs) for them and I think that like that is a detractor of the movie and not the performances which like is great for Colin Farrell like it
3: that's the thing is i know multiple people who didn't like banshees but like have said like i wouldn't be mad if colin
1: farrell won yeah exactly and i think so that's it's great.
5: not in a, a divisive or of like not that any of these are offensive it's just like i don't think you could be mad about it
1: yeah
5: yeah like, i oh, this person was robbed
4: my parents loved banshees and like I know that some of my aunts and uncles have liked it, and these are all people who, like, I have yet to be able to convince to watch everything everywhere all at once um, because it looks too weird. Whereas I think Which... that Banshees, at least, while it's, like, kind of weird, is, like, a more, how do I put this? It's a more, like, acceptable weird. Um, it's a weird that people at least know to do with. It's a yeah, piece... exactly.
5: Which like yeah. seems, But then it also, like, I don't know, it feels, it feels on-brand for Martin, but then it also feels off-brand where it's, like, hard for me to get with it, it feels
4: so on brand with his theater work like yeah. it really feels like in some ways like a return to his earlier work
5: yeah interesting the back to basics and people love the back to basics narrative and that's why and like well.
4: and i say that i said this talking about jessica chastain and that performance but we cannot forget that a lot of the academy has overgrown theater kids like <laughs> genuinely um paul himself was in one of martin mcdonald's plays um so I, I do think there's something to that. But I, I do agree that like anyone that I know who has not liked Banshees has still liked performances in it. And I will say the same for Elvis too, though. Like, and I think that's why the the best actor race is so interesting because I feel like we have like three potential um winners who are really in the race that I've heard people who like really didn't like those films. Still, really praise
5: those performances. So, I feel like the only um, film in that category that people like the film and the performance and everything about it was probably After
2: Sun. I don't Everyone...
5: know. I think Living is like a pretty. I was gonna
2: say, li- I thought you gonna say Living. I don't
5: know. I have I've heard a lot of people that just didn't get it. Like, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought it all worked. And like, I know, like a more common moviegoer was just like, what is that? And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> it that? is you know? so. But people can like appreciate his performance. Yeah. Um, I think it's just like a different, like, I think all of these are just like performances, like we mentioned, that people just weren't expecting. So they don't know how to react to it. Yeah. Which is, um,
4: really speaking of unexpected, speaking yeah, of I
0: was going to say moving to a category that <laughs> will take way quicker time than what we just took. A um, category
5: that should have been more exciting and diverse, and it was sadly let us down.
0: Yeah. Best actress. Um, Nicole, what do you have for Best Actress?
4: Yeah, Um. so, and I, I know that Kenzie has some tea uh, <laughs> that she wants to spill on and Andre Rye Um. I really firmly believe that this is a two-woman race. Um, I think that we all kind of agree that it's between Michelle Yeoh and Kate Blanchett. Uh, I personally am flip-flopping them like every few days (laughs) Um, and I'm I'm really waiting to see sort of what happens with the rest of the season before I feel like I'll be able to get like a really firm grasp on where I think it's sitting. And part of that is because I do think that it's one of those things where everything everywhere all at once could have a really good night and win like a bunch of the awards that it's nominated for. Or it could have like a lesser night and only win a handful of awards and Kate Blanchett wins actress. So I think it's sort of I, I'm going back and forth with how I feel and I want to see how it performs a little bit more over the rest of the season. Um, that said, I think that there is, you know, as we've been talking about, there's definitely a narrative to reward michelle and i think that in her speech that she has given that was televised she did a really good job sort of highlighting that narrative without it seeming gimmicky or anything um and i think that that's why i like i have her at number one right now in two days i could switch it um because i also think that tar is such a vehicle for Kate blanchett like it really is i mean nina haas is great in it like there's other good things going on but it really is the Kate Blanchett show and I think that we know particularly an actress that can really help sometimes um and I also think that Tara is very sort of and I don't say this in a derogatory manner but like Oscar Baby, like it's the kind of thing that they sometimes like it's sort of high brow and everything uh but I also think that obviously there's passion for everything for all at once obviously there's passion for Michelle Yeoh um obviously they got for acting nominations, so I think like it makes sense that they're gonna win in some places, and we know that you know they're getting another acting win. We're fairly certain. Um, so I really do go back and forth, but I kind of feel like those two are vying for the win. The other three are just like there. Um, but I I haven't pulled out. I mean, like, does Andrea Riseborough like somewhere once again rise out of nowhere? I think I think it's like, if someone was going to suddenly sneak in and win, it would be her over the other two. But I
1: really do think it's, it's Kate or Michelle.
0: Kinsey, what do you, what do you have on Andrea Rasbro
1: Well, I don't think there's a world where she wins because all she needed to get nominated was 218 number one votes on the nomination ballots. Mm-hmm. And her campaign that was not grassroots and if one more person says grassroots i will find you i will become liam neeson and i will kill you um adriano do not i cannot afford to come to canada um so canadians you're safe um but because so her manager who used to own a pr company that i feel like a lot of people leave out when telling the story um Her manager, and then Mary McCormick, who is an actress and married to the director of To Leslie, started sending out emails in November. And when you think about her manager, do you know who else he represents? Charlize Theron, who then held an event in November at CAA to be like, watch this movie. And a lot of the emails you can read, like, full emails from mary mccormick they are like we cannot afford to do anything so this will do and it's because they spent money on this and i think like a lot of people are blaming andrea Risebro, but i feel like a lot of people are forgetting that like especially during oscar season even smaller movies because like she does have an independent spirit nomination so like she was just doing the events she was in the circuit like we were talking about earlier like all these people are so busy just doing whatever their agents managers tell them to do that she probably had no idea the way they were going about all this like and I think a big thing to point out with these um like campaigns is that like a lot of the actors just show up at the very end they don't like show they don't go to like the screening itself like they show up at the very end to do the Q&A and a And I think that's where she didn't realize that they weren't screening the movie, that they were just like having parties, which is not allowed post 2016. So like, you can't have a party without a screening attached. And they were, that's like where they broke rules was that they were just having parties without screenings. And I think that like that, and then like, it doesn't help them that like Gwyneth Paltrow was like this is a great movie. Go watch it. What a powerful performance. And then the next day did a sponsored ad for like a thigh master. Like it's very suspicious. And I know it's her weekend, Francis Fisher, but, um, Titanic in case anyone was lost on the, but she broke rules by saying competitors' names. But the thing is, Andrew riseborough did not break any rules as far as anyone's concerned. It was the director's wife who is an actress and is very well connected. Like if and I, I, I don't want to start a conspiracy theories, but Mary McCormick's brother, Will McCormick, won an Oscar in 2021 for Best Animated Shorts. If anyone would like to investigate what happened there, um, I'm sure you could. I'm sure there were some emails. I'm sure there was some voting manipulation there. Oh my god, I'm shook. Um, but so like there were various rules broken, the party thing, the listing competitor's name, but they cannot prove that any of this was connected to Andrea Risebro. And Mary McCormick being the wife of the director does not mean she was involved with it. But I do think that like the thing that holds her back from winning is she only needed 218 votes to get nominated. And between her manager, her friends, because like I think a lot of people are forgetting that, yes, Andrea Riceboro is not like Michelle Yeoh or Cate Blanchett, like Michelle Williams, like a household name. But, like, she has been acting for so long. She's been acting alongside some of the greatest actors in the world. Because she is one of the greatest actors working today. Like, she is a fantastic actress. And I think that, like, she could garner some support in a way where people are, like, I feel bad that she's going to be, like, associated with this for the rest of her life. And that, like, her Oscar nomination is kind of looked at, like, with an asterisk next to it. Which is so unfair to her. Because it was an we odds game. So much. It, it, because- like, it was an odds game. Like They were like, we only need X amount of votes if we get this many people. And like Frances Fisher posting like, she only needs this many, just rank these other people below Andrea. Like that makes it to where you're like, it wasn't about the performance, which Lex can speak on because Lex wrote a review, which you can read. And I it's do beautiful- agree with Lex. It's a great performance. But it's always going to have this, like, asterisk next to it. Because, like, she didn't just get the nomination. Like, this is not, like, Melissa Leo. Like, it's not like that. Like, one, it was not grassroots. Two, like, it was strictly, like, a numbers game. Like, how do we do this? Right.
3: Well, and I think, like, if I were her,
1: I would actually be
3: so pissed off at the people who did it. Because I'd be like, here you thought or here you made me think maybe I don't maybe she was in on it the whole time but like there's a level like so it wasn't about my performance like it demeans the Oscars like you I understand that like award shows are political and awards get bought all the time this is nothing new but like right it's not like you know a big A-list name someone who's on the third floor with Tobey Maguire in Babylon like it's not like they get bought an award right that's something you're gonna expect but if I was someone like her where I'm particularly in American audiences because most of her work is you know English it's like I would be like so you it wasn't about my performance and now the discourse isn't about my performance it's not about if I win it's not my performance it's the controversy and that's the part that pisses me off about it is like look I'm not condoning um you know breaking the rules at all but the, she objectively gave, I think, an Oscar nomination worthy performance in that film. Like it is a beautiful performance. It is one of the most, I think well done performances of someone who's struggling with addiction, having known multiple people in my life who've struggled with it, like there's she hits all the layers to it. The supporting cast is also giving Mark Marin is giving a Oscar nomination worthy performance in that film. like it's just, i don't understand and again maybe this is why where like the fact that i'm new to all this plays in but it's okay why didn't you go harder on an on a marketing campaign then instead of doing all this numbers and all these breaking the rules why don't you go harder on a marketing campaign and make and get the film money because the movie's made twenty seven thousand dollars right like you're not it's all it's this domino effect where the entire movie means nothing and that's a shame because it is a it is a good movie. So, I mean, the whole situation just pisses me off. And, like, I honestly, again, maybe she was in on it the whole time, but I agree with Kenzie that, like, it's not like she was sending out emails. It's not like she was hosting parties trying to, like, get these numbers. And so I just feel so bad for her that this objectively beautiful performance is getting overshadowed and her work is getting demeaned like this. Like, it, it pisses me off to no end.
1: Like she's been I'm really uncomfortable for her tomorrow at the Academy luncheon. Like,
5: Bless I them. they're gonna
1: be giving her death glares. They're gonna yeah. like it I means she's I'm been showing
5: not- up to everything. Michelle Michelle Yao oh yeah, yo has been showing up to recently, so it's like she's
3: and Michelle Yao has her back. Yeah, so- Michelle Yao like went, went on record to say an incredible
1: interview, being like and showing so much support for her, which like I feel like all of them should do, and I. And it's so unfortunate that, like, you know, who should be catching a lot of heat is um, Anna DeArmas for her performance. And in Williams. Blonde. And, and
5: Michelle, Michelle Williams. Will. This Michelle Williams thing is so like frustrating because, like, she knows she's not a leading act. Everyone knows she's not a leading actress in that movie. She also has a movie coming out this year showing she up is the lead. She's the lead actress. And it's like, why couldn't you have waited? And you saw what A twenty four did with Michelle, like they probably could have done that again with you if you really wanted it, because it's very obvious. Like, there's people that are very obvious they won an Oscar, Michelle Williams. I don't know about Andrea. I don't know how much she won an Oscar, maybe just recognition, but, like, there's such a difference between that strategy where it's, like, that one just came off more malicious, where I'm pretty... The Michelle Williams thing was, like, why?
1: So, for me, like, I'm more mad... Uh, And this isn't just because of how I feel about the movie or the performance. The Michelle Williams nomination really bothers me because it was essentially like, I want to be in this category. Oh, I'm losing. I want to be in the other category. And then it was like, that is more like, and yes, it's the same thing. Like it's her team. It might not be Michelle Williams because it sounds like Michelle Williams just wanted to be in lead the whole time. But like, I, it's just like, you can't flip flop because you're like losing, like And obviously, I mean you towards her team, but, like, it's just, like, that confusion and then, like, everything with Andrea Riceboro's campaign and then whatever Ana de was doing and Blonde, like, those three took spots, essentially, because there was all this, like, confusion. And then I feel like people think they're voting for Marilyn Monroe and not Ana (laughs) de And I feel like they didn't watch the movie is the other thing.
5: Well, when I posted that clip, when whoever was like, what's the word, like your least favorite nomination and post that clip, every single reply was like, I didn't know that this was like, because no one has watched that movie. And every single reply was like, wait, this is what she was nominated for? Like, like, you watched that movie.
1: Netflix has only is ever silent about how many people watched a movie if it's bad and like they never said anything about blonde never said anything
5: the market honestly I'm going to give it to them the marketing visuals stunning I wish the movie was like as beautiful as because the billboards are so good but like the the thing that just sucks about like as we're discussing this more is just like at the end of the day like white women like the fact that Michelle Williams had like the luxury to be like, I'm not winning here. Can I go here? When you had two women of color, uh, Viola Davis and Danielle Deadweiler, who should have been in that category. Viola hit every single precursor. Danielle gave one of the best performances of the year. They did everything that was asked of them. They went above and beyond. And the fact that like three women that shouldn't, like, and I'm not going to say they shouldn't be there. Like Andrea did give a good performance, but like just the way it just feels kind of, icky and like the michelle williams thing especially like your time will come i'm sure you're going to get an oscar sh- some point but it's just like the way that it- this year just showed how the system actively works against women of color and the fact that i've never seen a quote-unquote grassroots campaign for other women of color that like root where was it for ruth Negga last year like there's so where was many it
4: for alfrey woodward and in- alfrey woodward like there's
5: so many great like I guess, and I don't even know if they're going to be indie performances. That like, where was this power that we all of a sudden even this together year. with? Like this, year, this like year, the they women of Saint should have been nominated. Like, there's so many performances I could name that I'm like, where? And I know not everyone could get in, but it's just like so upsetting when you see the system working to benefit white women and not women of color in a year when it should have been a record-breaking for them in one category and a category that has only awarded one woman of color and it's 95 years and the fact that the system just like totally snubbed like the biggest snub was not like um I don't even remember what people were saying like what people were saying the snub was it's it's literally women of color from every single category and that's like it, we're in 2023 like what are we
4: I also feel like, you know, there's all these people who, if you complain about the whole Andre Riceboro thing, they're like, well, don't you want indie films nominated? Like, don't you mm-hmm. want to see smaller performances? Get it. And I'm like, yeah, that's Paul. That's someone who got in genuinely off of his performance
1: well, and why? not and they they, weird, they,
4: you know, they, email campaign.
1: They, I just you think know. that, like, it's like uh, Julian is saying that um, we tell people, like, pundits, reporters that cover this, like, there's a game to be played and Danielle Dudweiler and Viola Davis did the game. They did every event. They did everything the right way. And, like, the thing with Andrea Riseborough is there are a lot of people who break rules. Like, we know that. Like, Gary Oldman sent framed signed photos of himself on the set of Darkest Hour to every voter in the Academy. Like, what are you doing? We need to but, picture that. <laughs> but, like, it's just, like, there... It's, like, what are we doing if, like, someone can come in and specifically a white woman come in at the last minute and like do this like weird roundabout thing to get in when it's like okay so oh that could only happen to a white woman because if this happened to danielle deadweiler like i feel like the conversation would be even more malicious they
5: would have picked her like if she was an academy member they were like bye like yeah damn. it would have like, a woman they of color the same they thing been happened
3: been to danielle deadweiler dead. when they did that investigation i think they very well could have taken it from her
5: And you would have known the news outlets would have been like, she needs to be gone. Like, they would have. Yeah. Where was I think it was that one article that related something to like the Will Smith slap? And I'm like, what does this have to do with like that? Like, literally. It also
4: just feels classic, America, that they literally said, this is how you play the game. And these women of color said, okay, I'll play it this way. And then they said, actually,
1: the rules are different, or actually, the goalposts have changed. You
5: didn't have an email campaign naming names.
1: it's just like really frustrating and like I do think that like it would have been nice if like there were screenings held by famous female actors to like really pave the way for Danielle Dudweiler because like she's been like on the cusp for so long of like a superstardom vehicle and this was that moment and it's like I just like why to Leslie like why because the this?
5: voters love poor white people performances because that is the most like they just like want this idea of a to reward oppression and like it's just very weird because it's like that's what they feel like is so opposite from what they do that I don't I get it but I also don't get it of like why we, we see these performances every single year of this like there's like I don't know oppressive white people oppressed white people who have addiction and it's like i'm not putting people down in real life that have that but like why is this a common there's
1: something problem? about like the lead actress correlation with that like we love women we
5: love women suffering
3: why why to leslie but only for this category this is my the thing it's like the movie itself is a good movie. The performances in the movie.
5: Alison Janney. But
3: performances. Alison Janney's brilliant in that movie. Like Mark Marin, like I don't understand. This is the thing that I don't get. And it's the part that I'll, if we're doing, if we're opening an investigation on this, then this is the part I'm going to investigate. It's not, and again, it's not having to do with anything for her performance. If you're going to do this, then why did you just not go all out and say, we're going to make this movie an Oscar Darling? Or why not invest in a marketing campaign so people would actually go see the damn film? Like, I think it would have done what that's the part I don't get is like, you have
5: so many connections, like Mary McCormick, you also have an Oscar winner, like you couldn't right. have crowdsourced, like there wasn't like,
3: right. Well, like, like I have a hard you- time believing that even if it had like an even moderate marketing
5: campaign,
1: I didn't see a. Thing for this movie, I didn't know it existed. You know, like they,
5: they said the distribution deal was like messed up, but it's like, but
1: like, okay, but that really like doesn't matter because the thing is, it's like they didn't talk about the movie; they only talked about her performance.
3: That's what. That's my point. It's, it's like a movie do, with a, that's the part I don't get. Is like, yes. I think breaking the. I'm not saying don't break the, like, or that it's okay to break the rules, but what I am saying is, I think it would hit a little differently if you tried to just push the entire film. Right. Well, that's what and they like, were.
5: Okay, that's what I was talking to Kinsey about this. They started. If you read those, like, I don't know, think pieces, they start with that. They start with, "We just want people to see this movie," but they didn't give a reason of like why. It was just like, "We want like it's such a great a feat of filmmaking," according to someone. I'm like, "Did you see Avatar? Like, that's a feat. did you see Titanic? That's, that's a beautiful. feat of filmmaking." And Amy Adams said that, who isn't a rival? Like obviously, it- she's a feet of filmmaking. Well, it movie, movie, then it, it goes, then it goes into this best actress. Like, let's get her a nomination. So I'm like, what was the switch from we want people to see our movie because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's people who need to see your movie. To like, I think we could get her in. So I'm like, what was the what was what was the conversation? Also, let's
4: be oh, honest, God. they didn't want people to see their movie they wanted academy voters to see their movie and mm-hmm. that i think is the thing that really like rubs me the wrong well, way and, like
1: nobody asked me how to watch this movie they just asked me if it was good yeah. yeah and i think like that's like very different is that like it didn't really garner like audience like and to, like the audiences aren't like interested in it like they're just like is she good in it? Because like, it didn't get any other nominations. And like, no one's talking about the movie itself. They're just talking about this controversy. And like, honestly, like that, like tarnishes her name, which is so unfortunate. And it also like tarnishes the movie because it's like, I get it. Like you have a budget, you pick what you can do, like what you can promote. Like you make your FYCs based on like what's most likely, like we all saw Top Gun, like kind of like readjust everything to be like best original song because like that's what's most like they went from cinematography yeah. to that because like that's what's most likely but it's like yes she was like the strongest chance for an Oscar nomination for this film but like you didn't want to support the film overall like it's like even if you listen to Mark Marin talk about the film he talks about her now he doesn't talk yeah. about the movie and he's yeah. in the movie like it's like Alice and Janney did an interview she didn't really talk about the movie she talked about Andrea Riseborough. And it's, like, you're kind of, like, robbing the movie of its chance to say anything, whether you like the movie or not. Like, it's just, like, I don't know. And it's so funny because, like, I just, like, it It does have something to say about addiction. And it's, like, so frustrating that it's just, like, we're never going to talk about that ever again. And I, like, and as someone from Texas, and I'm not from where it takes place, but, like, it has a really, like, like authentic feel to it for what people primarily because like addiction in like states like texas and other places where like mental health care and like just addiction problems in general are like really glazed over like i do think it like has a really cool commentary on that but like we're never going to talk about it again because like Mm -hmm. this is all we'll ever talk about because it's all the people that are involved with the movie itself we'll talk about yeah but i do think that she has no chance to win because like she cannot garner, so, like, support of the entire voting body based on this. I do think, like, sh- some people will vote for her out of spite, not for the performance. But, like, because they're like, screw this controversy. Like, I stand with her. Yeah. But I, I do think that Michelle Williams and Anna de Armas are, like, the last two. Like, I don't think there's a chance for either one of them. I don't think enough I, people will, will watch Blonde, and I don't think enough people that watch it will want to vote for her by the end of it because I do think at a certain point we all know what scene I'm talking about that you're a little bit complicit in what is happening. Um, Michelle Williams, no. <laughs> it's, it's a no, I feel like it's, the, it's a no, no for no, me, dog. I think it's no a conversation.
4: I think the amount of conversation about Andrea Riceboro also has taken away any chance for Anna or Michelle Williams to like have a narrative rise. So I kind of feel like it has solidified them in last place. And also, like I'm sorry, Michelle Williams is giving a supporting performance, and Anna De Armas, like you said, I think there's going to be enough people who like attempt to watch the movie and don't finish it. It's also a long movie, it's a long... Um, or watch it finally and are like oh shit this is what the performance is i think
2: think there are going to be a definitely amount of people who like admire her but there's definitely going to be a lot more who are like yeah not chance
5: well even with this like lineup there's two there's only two people in this that have an actual narrative their movie like we can discuss their movie because there's subject matter to it we understand it it's very relevant they're both timeless performances probably the best performances of both of these actresses whereas like i wish they were different years because i want them both to win an oscar these other three i'm like what is there's really no like again there's no narrative for michelle no one's really talking about the fablement if you're talking about the fablements it's like steven Spielberg. like what does michelle williams mm-hmm. have to do with that that's what sucks about too leslie because it's like also it came out the day after everything ever all at once at south by southwest and it's like no one's talking about the movie it's just about the awards and it's like we know these are about awards but at least try to slip it through like have a subliminal messaging about like addiction like go on I don't know like be smart with your marketing like partner up with like people to have these types of discussions like that's what they really missed out on and like blonde like that what are we doing in 2023 that we nominated this movie so it's like it really comes down to Kate and Michelle Yo, and it's like the okay. like even with the best actor, like everyone has a narrative. The movie we're discussing the movies more than the performances. Like the performances are an added layer to like how we feel about what's going on. All of these, it's just like this category just sucks because it could have been so much better, and that's what's so infuriating.
1: I it's like I could have like, excused Anna's armus being in if like Viola and Danielle or one of them were in because I would be like, agreed. they 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 gave one for themselves, but they gave me something. But I do think that, like, it is between Michelle and Kate. And I do think that, like, we could have different winners at SAG and BAFTA. And Uh, I do think that, like, there is a real possibility, even unless someone wins both.
4: Yeah. But
1: I think that there is a real possibility that up until they open the envelope, that we have no idea who's winning this category. Which, say what you want, but that is so fucking exciting. I And it's a win. It's a win. Either way, I do think the internet will be unbearable if Michelle Yeoh loses. But
2: I don't know if I agree with that. Like if people are behind Tar. Like, you know what I mean? Like more. There are people
1: behind tar, tar, but I think that like there will be this like awful yeah. like uproar. But I I think people need to like realize that like the it is so infuriating if Michelle Yeoh loses to someone who's winning her third Oscar. But I just think that like yeah. If you watch Tar, and I think that's a huge thing to ask of people, like You're I don't know not why that's the I, one thing. Yeah. Well, I feel like TikTokers aren't watching the movie. I You're don't not feel watching like it. people like... that like are invested in the actual Oscars are not watching it. But like I think that like if people watch it, they'll understand why Kate is undeniable in this movie. Mm-hmm. But I think like a lot of people are like wording it weirdly where it's like their performances are not comparable. And that is a great thing that we have two very different performances from two very different um, actors like that are so different that are vying for the win. Like that never happens. And I think that's what's making it so hard to predict is like, it's not even about like, is everything everywhere winning picture? Because it can easily win picture without Michelle winning. And I think that like, That is so exciting, and I want Michelle to win, but, like, I want either of them to win. I think it'd be so thrilling, and I think, like, either one of them would be, like, a great, like, this is a representative of the best performance of last year, and it's, like, that never happens in this category. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think the best in that on Blanchett's side right now is, like, that would be a win for Tar. Like, everything everyone wants is going to win elsewhere. Whereas Tar is... Sorry, unlikely to win anything else besides this, and but like Blanchett is a win for Tar overall. Like she, like she's the face of the movie. She is well, she's Tar, and like she, in that that can be an easy way to give the movie a victory when it's not going to win elsewhere. But at the same time, similar to what I said about Fraser and Bassett and Quan, people want to see Yeo win. Like there's, I feel like there's more grassroots for michelle than blanchett I, I i don't think like they care about giving blanchett a third like they'll give her a third if they really want to give her a third one yeah.
1: yeah i think they people forget far... that like d- people that are voting aren't like well let me check they on their care. campaign let me check how many oscars they have if they don't care matter, about
2: stuff like that they're like, like
1: at the end of the day and like we all voted on our own award show some of us voted at critics groups like You just, like, end up voting for what you want to vote for Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And I think, like, some people more identify with the performance as Cate Blanchett and Tar is the best performance. Some people think that Michelle Yeoh is the best performance. There would be people like me who would just be, like, alternating boxes until the last day it was due. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. But, like, I think that, like, the way they're so different and the way that, like, there's passion for different reasons behind both of them. And I think like, it's really cool that like either way we're getting like just a great performance winning unless Michelle Williams wins, which like, I like, can you imagine if, like who, who's presenting it this year? Oh, uh-huh. Will Smith's not presenting it. So who's presenting? Oh,
2: uh, Mystery guest. Chris Rock.
5: The <laughs> <New laughs> cast of
2: 80 for Brady. Oh, yes.
1: God, the um, of for Brady well, see?
3: what
5: I think about Tar is like as, as the resident's, Tar fan like (laughs) I don't even see it as like oh it would be a one for Tar like I think it would be a win for Todd Field because Todd Field is Tar like which is like I he is Lydia Tar basically that like that is his mind I think makes the movie so different from everything else and even like when I see like the people that didn't watch Tar um compare that with Michelle it's they're like, well, this movie has emotion and this movie doesn't. I'm like, why would you want that? Like, th- what do you mean this? Like, that's not what the, is not supposed to be a movie where you're having emotion over this character. Like, mm-hmm. you, that's not the point of it. Like, well, all and I do
1: think that's different. not true because like, the scenes with Nina Hoss are very like, I think that like, a lot of people don't think about um things like this happening and like the discussion around their family and their family's implications of finding something like this out and I think that like Tar does a really great job of showing it without like shifting focus from Lydia's perspective but like it allows the audience to see that but I think that's like like because personally I would give it the screenplay win but like I think that's like just his masterful storytelling that like most of us are, like, like I don't know. But I do think that, like, Michelle, like, carries, like, the narrative of, like, the film. And the film works because of her. But I think that, like, it's just, like, truly, like, we... Because I, I think that, like, Michelle could win SAG. And then Kate could win BAFTA. And then, like, we could literally just have, like, no idea until, like, yeah. the day of. But I do think like if- a world where Kate wins both. Easily. What if but neither I of them we... win BAFTA? Who's
5: in BAFTA? Who else is in BAFTA?
2: Just Isn't I mean, that... of the nominees, just Anadarmus.
1: Yeah, but like, what if
2: I
5: only? What <laughs> if like Marilyn Monroe as much as they like, like Elvis?
1: What if Daniel... Well, Europeans really loved um, *Blonde*. Like, it was not received oh, yeah. the way that it was guy on my her. on my tweets who said, "Well, yeah. Europe likes it," as if that is the like, standard. But I, I don't think she's really like. Uh, like a name there as much as she is here I, I feel yeah, like it's like people
5: I, either like Ana de Armas or they like Marilyn Monroe but they don't like it's not like they like it because she is like it's it's like they're separating it for the reasoning of liking I don't know how to explain that but it's like people are like oh I love Anade Armas or I love Marilyn Monroe but it's not because Ana de Armas is playing Marilyn Monroe
1: yeah, I. It's not the movie itself.
5: <laughs> it's not the movie itself. It's just like the, I wouldn't Both sh- of them exist.
1: It would be really cool be if someone else won because it would be like well, last year at the Baftas, wasn't it? Like nobody. Oh my god, that girl should
5: have been nominated for an for after love. I think that's what it's called. Mm.
1: Oh, Joanna, yeah, but I. I'm but um, yeah, because last year nobody was nominated because they only. I'm just saying. Early. Maybe we won't get any help from the BAFTA. <laughs> yeah,
5: I, I can see it. I feel like it's either going to split. But I do
1: think that, like, no. the juries kind of, like, hamper using BAFTAs as a great, like, predictor lately. Like, the last, like, especially because they change their voting every single year. That's, like, impossible. But I do think that there's a world where, like, it splits, like, either or wins both. Or like either or wins one and the other one wins the other. What if
5: there's a tie? What if it's a tie? What if we had a tie here?
0: I mean... Which, speaking of BAFTAs, BAFTAs will be next week. Um, And coming up next week, we will be doing the directing and writing categories. And we'll be trying to talk about BAFTAs time depending on when we record. Um, But that was our acting race. Kinsey, where can people find you online?
1: Uh, you can follow me at kinsununu on everything and then Letterboxed at kinsdoyle.
0: And Nicole, where can people find you online?
1: You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and
5: letterboxd at NicoleAckman16.
0: Jillian, where can people find you?
5: You can find me on Twitter at JillianChili and Letterboxed at JillianChili and TikTok at OffscreenWithJillian.
0: Adriano, where can people find you?
2: find me on Twitter at Adriano Caparuso my letterbox, uh, which is just Adriano Caparuso my YouTube channel, which is just my name, Adriano Caparuso.
0: And Lex, where can people find you?
3: Um, they can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at AlexisWillie, W-I-L-L-I underscore on Instagram and Twitter, and then on um, TikTok at, at MoonshoesLexie.
0: You can find me online at t 57 You can find the show at Oscars underscore central or you can find us on the web at oscarcentral.com. We've got a lot of great articles, uh, still some reviews coming out and trying to gear up for this season. Uh, Like I said, next week is directing and writing. And until next time, that's the show.